Told you to change, and you were like, "No, you like the way it looked." So yeah, it's my favorite shirt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that. I never gave a fuck in this world. Never Yo, did we did we uh, introduce the show? No, no we just no, said no, we're no, live. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, uh, welcome to the Opinionated Podcast. We are your host. It's cool, Kev. Dash. And I'm Big Dre, and we got a guest today. And his name is Lyrical I'm, look, I'm looking right at you. I don't know by that anymore. Yo, I don't know what to call you. I definitely don't know what to call this nigga. Hey, say all your names, Beer God. Yo, give them all of them. My name is Beer God, a.k.a. Alejandro Rodriguez. Alejandro Rodriguez. So no more lyrical lie. There's no more. There's no more Earl Johnson. No more than Earl Johnson. So okay, I know okay. Who Earl Johnson so is. before we get it's into crazy. anything, you know Earl yeah. yeah, I remember mm-hmm. Earl Johnson. Before yeah. we get into anything else, let's let's start off with that. What made you, you know, start this rebranding into the beer god? Because I got too many. Like I'm involved in too many things. Okay. Like too many people know me. For, like in different worlds, there's too many things. So it was like, all right, tattoo artist name is Earl Johnson. Mm-hmm. Like that wasn't planned. It just ended up being one of those things where I went to a tattoo convention and I'm like, hey, I got a tattoo magazine coming out. I need an interview. They like, no. Like, like, <laughs> oh like, shit! Like, oh, looking what? at me like no. So I'm like. Damn, they didn't look at your tattoos? No, no, they just looked at me like he's a black guy that started a tattoo magazine. This shit is, mm. Uh, you know what I'm like, whatever. Right. But then it's like, hmm, let me think of something. All right, you know what? Um, I work for this guy, has a tattoo magazine. His name is Earl Johnson. Mm. So then they were like, okay, we'll do an interview with you. So now I'm working for this guy that is me. And then they're like, yo. Uh, we having this event. Yo, tell your boss Earl to come, you know what I'm saying, come through or whatever. Yeah. 
So after a while, I was like, all right, I'll just show up. Spin around, like, yeah, how you doing? I'm Earl Johnson. Nah! And it's just like, and it's just like damn, like, this was you the whole time? You, like, yeah, you didn't accept me when it was just me. When I was Elijah from Ink and Hip Hop Magazine, you wouldn't accept me. But when I told you that I worked for a guy named Earl Johnson, you accept me. So it's like a black man working for somebody in the tattoo industry is acceptable, but a black man owning a magazine and operating it in the tattoo industry Correct. is acceptable. You see what I'm saying? Correct. That's how the hell I think this is like I the feel process like you, of Trump getting elected second now. I feel like you took a page out of Whitney Goldberg's book in the associate when she was the she had to be the boss of that company, but they wasn't fucking with her, so she had to switch it up like nah, my boss is white. Uh I work for him. Oh, okay. Well, we, well then we got you now. Yeah, so it, it ended up being a thing where it was like, once they met me as Earl, it just like hung. So now I'm getting invited to all these cool ass parties. And like, yo, this is my, my friend Earl. My man Earl, he got my, a magazine. My brother Earl? Yeah, this is Earl. Yo, Earl, what's going on, man? Earl, come over here. So it's like, like I, I forgot. You know, so the pool, people would see me. They'd be like, yo, Earl, what's up? So I'm with my lady, and she like, Earl. He answered. You're going to answer the Earl the whole time until it's time. Yeah, like, <laughs> they want to cut them checks. Make sure you write them checks out to Earl. Uh, yeah, like, so I write the check out to Earl Johnson? No. No. no, no, no. <laughs> what right, you do is, you're not going to write the check out to Earl Johnson. No. Start like with man. the sneaker battle. I mean, the sneaker battle. Yeah, so that's pretty much one of the reasons why. I've known you for a lot of I different Because I think that's a very interesting story. Yeah. Yeah, I want to jump into his Jonah do the sneaker battle first. What's going on? You want to start, y'all? What y'all want to do? Leave it up to y'all. Y'all here. Why is here? All right, let's book it. It doesn't matter. I mean, we already start talking about. Well, let's just keep talking about this shit. We yeah. Yeah, we got some shit to talk about. Yeah, I know Drake got shit to talk about. Yeah, we got some shit to talk about. You already know, but of course, there's some other interesting things that, you know, we want to know. Like, as well as go I've actually watched the journey, you know, as it's Oh, yeah. So we staying on the aliases since. No, let's go back to what you started. See, our first met lie was in sixth grade. Motherfucker's cool. Yeah, six. Trading basketball cards. Yeah, we go way back. Way back. Way back. Yeah. Right. Y'all do. Back well, in the time. Well, we go way back, but not. Nah, yeah, we go, go way as back. As far as yeah, like, like, like yeah. maybe like yeah, a year like, after that. Yeah, yeah. It, it came a little later. Yeah. I a year after. after. We was in a prom. And the limo and shit, yeah. you know what I'm saying? We yeah. were living that rock star lifestyle yeah. and shit. Might not be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, we were living that rock star lifestyle. Yeah. 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 That was, yeah. yeah, that was, yeah. that was a good time. I wasn't yeah. there. Very good time. I wasn't there at the time. You I can't that, You was at one of our proms, though. I got the files, don't lie. Okay. <laughs> I got the oh, files. Man. I don't remember. You had pictures with Tiara. Ooh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that after I graduated. It doesn't matter. You were still there. You were still there. <laughs> <laughs> there. You were still there. I went on three proms. I was trying to find a picture. I'm waiting for this nigga to lie. Oh, no. He wasn't there. He no. was, wait a minute, wait. What? I went to a couple proms. That's when I was handsome. He was prom horn. Prom horn. They paid me. I have a problem with the four, so. They paid me. Yeah, where you put the cups at? Oh, shit, my bad. Um, really, you want to cut? You want to drink? I got, I got, I got some interesting stuff. Everybody's all off. I'm on. God damn it. 
I'm ready, man. So, all right, you met you met you, you met him in sixth grade. Met him in the sixth grade. Mm -hmm. He just like said to trade basketball cards at the table. He even have a horrible picture of us with the fucking button up. Oh uh, man. Me, you, mm -hmm. Joe, and um, um, Will, Will, Will. Switzer, Will. What the fuck ever happened at him? I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> All of us used to come to the table with basketball cards every fucking week. Then did y'all trade them or did y'all show them? We trade them. Nah, we show oh, and we trade your cards. Like, cause shit, y'all was in that that shit. That, yeah, y'all was in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's just, that was like a daily routine when we got to the lunch table. Niggas have a both. But who was, who was making out though? Like was niggas making out, like killing them with the with the trading? Oh yeah. Or was y'all just like, yo, I, I got a couple good do. cards off these niggas before. They got a couple good ones off of me. I still have my shit. Y'all ain't no MJ's. I don't have mine. I my shit, my shit's went with a with a old repo. Them shit's been gone. I'm like, damn. I somebody I made out. Yeah, somebody made it. I can't find mine. Somebody made it. Somewhere. Remember, I had that big ass box with like 500 cards in it. I don't know where them shits is at. Shit, boy. But yeah, but I don't have any. But then, then we get to high school, and niggas was these when these niggas start rapping. That's when niggas used. Yo, I got the CD with me and this nigga in the car right now. When niggas were changing. With what? But me and him, I got CD in the car right now somewhere. We did, Remember, we did a show. Remember, we did a show. Stop the violence. Yeah, stop the violence. Yeah, we did stop the violence. Get it. Drake was there. And, uh, and stop the violence. Club Extreme. Yeah, the teeny, the teeny club. Okay, so. The teeny club. Yeah. And, um, it was extreme back then. I mean, well, it wasn't extreme back then. Get but it. We did it. Where it was extreme, man. I know we did the one where we went to your show at fucking was the college. We was the Camden County College. We had no. Yeah, no, 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 no. Rowan. That was another one. That was Rowan. He had no clue. Oh, it was Rowan. We had no clue what to do on stage and just walk around the back. I remember that. I thought we just went. So shit had happened that day when he was going to do the show. Something had fucked up or somebody didn't come in and we were coming to support. And I remember a lot was like, yeah, man, fuck it, just get on stage. Fuck it, we don't give a fuck. We're just going to do whatever. And he performed. Yeah. We was just there, like as yeah. moral support. Like, yeah, yeah that was cool. It. Cause it was a good time too. What happened was so. What what happened was originally, we had got the like we did the stop the violence uh, mixtape, and then we was going to do like a tour. So we did like the first show we did was like Club Extreme, and that was like the first event I threw. You know what I'm saying? As like promoter slash artist, whatever. So somebody had got a hold of the mixtape that was like the head of like the African American Culture Club oh, at shit. Rowan. Okay. And they was like, yo, we like this mixtape. We want, you know, you to come with some of the people on the mixtape and come perform. So it was like, they were like, if you can get three acts to perform, I think like <coughs> eight songs. So it was a couple R and B people. Uh, it was a couple other rappers, so we had all came in like people had like different like they gave us like our own set basically Well, I had like one or two songs with my man Raj um, Spades yeah, and he had got shot like After the first show, but before the second show Okay, so he was in a hospital like he's in a hospital bed shot. He had got shot in the back He got shot uh, behind Lehigh Manor at the park and it was like, damn, some of the best songs I got with this What's guy. You see what I'm saying? So how, like, how, how do I still do it 
but kind of like make a tribute for him or whatever. So what we did was we had somebody film when we performed at Extreme. So we took the footage and I asked them at Ron, look, my only request, y'all ain't got to pay us. We're not getting paid for this. My only request is if I give y'all this, this VHS footage, can y'all show it on the big screen behind us? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, that's how, that's how far we're going. Can y'all can can show this footage on the big screen behind us? Where it was like we still performing together. You see what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to have the tape set and I'm going to signal y'all when y'all bring it on. So I rap, I did my part or whatever. And then when his part came on, I pointed up at the screen and then he came on the screen and rapped his part from when we performed at Extreme. And then we had that filmed. We had that whole thing filmed. So when he came home from, from the hospital, he had went to rehab for a couple months. Okay. When he came home physical from rehab. Yeah, okay. physical rehab. When he came home from physical rehab, I was like, yo, I got something I want to show you. So I showed him the tape, man. My man just balled down. It was like, it meant so much to him. Like, yo, I ain't know. Because we didn't tell him that we was going to do it. Right. So he came home from the hospital. You know, beating himself up like, damn, I can't perform no more. I can't. And then I showed him that, and it was just like, damn, like that was him seeing himself <coughs> the last time he performed. You Absolutely. know what I'm saying? So it was, it was dope. It was that dope. was. Let's tell how it all originated, guys. We was all in high school. Do y'all remember when niggas used to write lyrics? I remember mm-hmm. and pass them shits around in high school. You yeah, old <laughs> books. <laughs> The books. We had the books. We got in trouble for that shit. True lyrics? We got in trouble for it. We used to write books and make raps in them. We got in trouble for that shit. When the principal found out. Writing raps? Yeah. We passed them around in high school. Everybody had What the fuck was y'all talking about in these raps? Back then, I don't think it was really like violent. You know what I mean? I don't know. It depends on what time we talking. If you talking like 99 through like 2001, then yeah, everybody was on Philly bullshit. Like, everybody, oh, yeah, yeah nigga, I clap him up. Yeah, yeah, like everybody, everybody was on that shit back then. Everybody was on some rap. Hey, we used had, to be at the anywhere outside, benches, whatever. He was like a musical, he was like a musical. You get a nigga a pencil, a spoon, a quarter. And it sounded like you got a beat machine behind you. Oh, wow. Wow. Was a beast. He was a beast. Where the beats at, though? He was a beast. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. He was an actual band. He was a drummer. Yeah. People like that usually are. nice with it. I'm curious. I'm just curious. Making beats as he got older, but I don't know. I know he went to the Navy. I don't know if he, I think he, like, stepped away from music. I understand. Yeah, that's when we, and then you think about it, that's, boy, that's, that's later in the story. Y'all niggas started making that's beats That's later on the in the story. story. We're going to keep that. going. Y'all niggas is making beats on the PlayStation 2. <laughs> yeah, Look, I remember that shit. this stuff. I'm, I'm about to fuck your brain up. Do y'all remember where, you remember where you, where you heard about Wait. that game at? It was that Cam Crib. It was me. This nigga. This nigga. And we, and we figured That's out what's so funny. To, we figured out how to take it from the PlayStation. I'm talking about EJ. You're talking about the Magic. EJ, I think it was. On the PlayStation. Because we learned how to take it from the PlayStation to the computer. 
And we was making the beats on the PlayStation, yo, saving them, and then putting them on the computer. Yo, yeah. that's what. And I, I remember I, I got a. Uh, I wanted to eat. I, I, I got a. Uh, you I bought acid and gave it to the hood, nigga. Yo, oh, I'm yeah, like, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. My man used to make beats on. Um, I think he made beats on acid. My man BKB, and um. My cousin G Hits, he had got uh he had the magic program. I ain't like that shit. I ain't like magic. And somebody put me on the EJ, hip hop EJ. So I was fucking with the hip hop. I was fucking with the uh hip hop EJ joint. And then I think I with y'all and put y'all down with that shit. And then next thing you know, y'all niggas became a whole production crew on that shit. I know it. I don't know what. came in there and see you fucking with it. Me and Jerry was like, yo, let's, let's fuck yeah. with it real quick. We went out and looked and bought. Yeah. We, I bought Magic. You bought Magics. I bought Magics bought, too. He, he bought Magics also, but we also had the EJ drum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For Magic, we was making beats off that shit, mm-hmm. and niggas was hearing them beats. We put yeah. them shit on CD mm-hmm. from some fucking weird way. And niggas like, yo, where y'all making beats at? Mm-hmm. Literally, a computer here. And a PlayStation over here mm-hmm. with these wires in my apartment stretched. <laughs> yeah, when, when you lived in Coachman, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. For those who don't know, me and Kev used to be in a production group called uh, Dre and Dash. Dash. I still got some of them beats. Dre and Dash. Now, don't ever have them, please. Uh, <laughs> don't ever have, <laughs> don't ever have them. Called Dre and Dash Productions. Because yeah. you had to know what we were actually doing. Um... Early, we were terrible. But the feeling that you get when you when somebody hears something that you worked on and say, yo, like even if they was faking, I don't give a fuck. And say, yo, nigga, what the fuck? Yo, let me get that. That feeling is unmatched. It's unmatched. But I just thought that was interesting because I remember that day. We got that from you. Hey man, listen, man. <laughs> it, it was fun. <sighs> Salute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying the roots is deep here. Yeah, it's, it's it very deep. Goes, it goes way, way back. back. Uh, I remember way the back. time you performed that. What was it, Moby? Moby Dicks before they turned it down. Is that the one in? Oh, the Linda Wall. Wall. Linda Wall. Yeah, behind the train tracks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I remember that. That you were giving. That you were. I think selling this. Selling the CD. That was. No, no, no. When I had. No, you talking about when I had the mix. The album release party. That was 2006. Yeah, that was. State of emergency. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. how far back we going. We going back to since 2006. Yo, this after work was. There's a crazy story about that, right? So y'all, y'all know who Shot Kill from Camden is, right? Yes. Legendary Shot Kill. I do. So Shot Kill had, uh, Shot Kill had performed. What's uh, up, Frank? He had performed there. This is when Steve Downing was doing his promotions. Yeah. So Steve, so, so Steve had his show there. Uh, big smooth Still production, production. <laughs> yeah, big smooth, big smooth production. Still big smooth. So he had an event there. We had performed there. We we had all performed in the car. And I remember like I seen uh, like Shaquille was like one of the first dudes I seen from Camden that had like a music video. I think what the fuck was the video joint that we had. Um, Urban Expressions. Urban oh, I seen oh, this shit. I seen it. Hey, we going back. I seen this shit on Urban Expressions. Whoa. I was super. Oh, I was yo. 48. I'm like, yo, 
Telling him the situation, and he's like, "Nah, I don't remember you." So I was like, "All right, well, check this out, dude. You performing in a couple weeks, and you you performing in Linwall at Moby Dick's back in the same place." He was like, "Yeah, I am." He like my manager just booked it. I was like, "Well, that's my release party. You opening up for me?" Oh, oh shit! Oh, all right. Saying? And he all was just right. like, "Okay, all right." Like it was just like <laughs> like like it was a change of events. You see what I'm saying? So then we had the, the party. He opened up. I sold a lot of CDs that night too. That was a good night for me. And um, what was, was that? Yeah. The blue CD? No, that was the black and green one. Black and green. That was, black, the, that, that was the black and green one. State of emergency. Yeah. It was three. It was three of me on the cover. Yeah, I had. I it was had three. Yeah, it was three of me on the cover. One. So it was like neutral respect. Like I always had respect for Shot Kill, and I, I ended up working with him. Um, like a couple years later, we did a track together, whatever, and that was the reality check that I needed, though. You see what I'm saying? Because when you're young and you're hungry, and you just like when you rapping, sometimes you just want to rap. You ain't yeah. think about marketability. You ain't think about networking. You ain't think about none of that. You just want to rap. Yeah. You just want to just make your your product. Yeah. And he showed me like, yo, it's more to it's it. It's more to it. You know what I'm saying? You gotta care about your conduct. You gotta care about the way stuff looks, you see what I'm saying? So I start taking it more serious after that. But yeah, that was that was an interesting that, story that, about that's how it was for us with fucking beats. It was like, yo, we just like doing it at the you moment. Remember, that we, we we went to the studio the first time we went to the studio. We came Which in. Which one? Because you know we went to one with him too, right? Yeah, but in we, Philly. In Philly, 
that's when I had to join. I, I, we made, I made the beat that sound like the, um, it was an opera sample. And he was like, yo, I got something different for you. Listen to my man shit. I'm like, oh. Uh... I remember the guy because he did the white dude. He was sitting there. He said, "You think you're doing this?" Dude? Faust. Faust. He Faust was, like, was the producer. He was like, "Listen to this." I'm like, "Shit!" But when we went to 420, we took mm. these niggas the PlayStation beats. Yeah, we did. Mm. Yeah, we thinking did. we thinking we the shit. These niggas listening. Niggas was like, they just turned the shit off. I'm like, what the fuck happened? Look at that Dre like, yo, what happened? Stop that shit. Didn't get through the whole CD, just stopped that shit in the middle. He's like, I see y'all vision, but. <laughs> yeah. This shit ain't mixed right. And then I'm like, what the fuck is a mix? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> this shit sounds iffy. Like, you can hear it. ain't a mixtape, nigga. <laughs> I'm like, like yo, yeah. what the fuck are these niggas talking about? We had a lot to learn. Y'all intro look too long. Y'all ain't getting right to the Yeah, intro's too long. Please, these niggas tripping. Uh, Those niggas are like flex. And anybody and who know anything about music, <laughs> our, intros, <laughs> our intros were routinely eight bars long. Yeah, mm. eight a bars long. long. That was a long <laughs> intro. <laughs> I'm like, no, nah, we're gonna freak him with this one. We had the drums so, so, so let, me, let me ask y'all this. So what happened, man? Because it went from drain dash to. It seemed like Kev was just like, man, fuck this shit, man. And then Dre, that's, Dre, that's Dre, what happened. Dre was doing this thing, and it was like Big Dre beats, and it was just like, it was they are rap go to jail, and Dre like, man, me, fuck this shit. I'm saying, like, can I be real with you? That's what it seemed like. Can I be real with you? That's exactly what you is exactly what fucking happened. I had my son, who was 11 years old now. I was in the studio. Mind you, I will come. Wait, wait. Before you continue, he has a son who's 11 years old now who makes beats. Who makes beats. Yeah. Oh, that's what's up. Man. Well, go ahead. I'm sorry. Nice. That's what's up. But that's what happened was, how it all went down was, I was going to the studio with Dre. Mm. We would meet at the studio at 9 o'clock at night. Till 3 in the morning. I would literally have to leave the studio. Put my work clothes on. Oh, and we were renting space at the And rent space. Yeah. I had to put my work clothes on, hop in the truck, go to fuck to work. Uh-huh. That's how it turned out. We had so many opportunities. We were supposed to do the Meek Mill mixtape. Uh-huh. Me and Dre was having conflict on that. Like, yo, like, this shit don't sound right. Niggas was pounding. It's like, yo, y'all gotta get some beats ready. This is before Meek. Was before Flamers Flamers Three. Yeah. We we fucking questioned ourselves at the beats we were making. We didn't submit to that. Mm. We had who else? Uh, D DJ Diamond Cut. Mm. We supposed to submit to that. I remember y'all was supposed to do a joint for PD too. PD, yeah, we joined for PD Crack. Y'all supposed to do a PD. So y'all had the opportunity. I don't remember that. Y'all remember when <laughs> yeah. came, to the, and came to the studio and you called me about that specifically, like yeah. But we had all these shit. She was like, yeah, you should have been over like, here for Dre. that. Uh, I was like, damn. And and I love Dre. I said, Dre, just 
fuck it, let's just put this shit out. Like, we, <laughs> how many times so, I used so, to say to so, you? So, so, so Dre was being cute to No, Dre was a professionalist. Yeah. He was a professionalist. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, fuck it. Like, everybody, when niggas would, we would play shit. Niggas will open the door like, mm. what the fuck is, what the fuck is that? How many times that nigga just, while we making beats like, yo, what the fuck is that? I'm like, hey, let's cool. just submit this shit. Mm. He's like, Kev is not ready yet. Yo, I, yo, I, I yo, Dre, as an artist, I will say Dre was very, very, like, selective with, with his shit. Because I used to, he used to play beats with me, I used to be like, Yo, that's fire. I need that shit. Yo, email me that. Put that in the disc. Let's go. He like, nah, man. It's I got to change. It ain't done yet. Like, yo, I've heard that a lot of times. I got to fix the snare. We'll be in the studio. I got to I gotta tweet this. Back when we was doing shit with like, 400, we get that yo, shit listen, all the time. It was times I was ready to be like with a voice recorder. Like, go ahead, play the beat, Dre. Right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yo, 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 yo
It was beat. exciting watching and listening to Dre make beats or, oh, yeah. or getting yeah, that phone call like, yo, I just got some hot shit. Yo, when that phone call, yo, I just got some hot shit. I'm like, what? Send yeah. that shit. But Dre I, shit. I, got, I still got shit from back there on my on my shit right now. But Dre, on my job right now. No, I handed him all my equipment. Every piece of equipment I had that was worth Still playing. using the speakers to this I said, day. yo, boom. Take that shit. Like, they survived. And I said to him, I told him, I let Drake blow. I left. I, don't mm. put no Drake dash on that shit. Just put nah, Drake on that shit. My plan was to always be like, nah, nigga. Like, some, if something would have popped off, nah, yeah, nigga. Come on. Been, and that's what's come on, you nigga. Ain't had to, you ain't had to do that. Yeah, but but then my mom said, like, nah, that's Drake. Drake did that shit. That's who did it. And and I didn't have that drive no more. I just couldn't do it because I'm I'm just seeing these opportunities. I seen the meek. When I see meek start blowing, like damn, we were supposed to be on that. That was our opportunity. All we had to do was submit. I knew we had fire <laughs> shit. Where the meek's at now? <laughs> no, look at the pretty much, the comments, pretty though. much, pretty much. Like, nigga said, listen, fuck all that. Listen, the beats listen, I'm about now. ready to be Who like, nigga, that? let me go through the old catalog and see what you got. Like, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, we had, we had Meek no. before Meek was Meek. Mm. Before Meek was Meek, I'm like, well, yeah, so and my bag was out. Damn, we could have been yeah, Jalo. Yeah, we could have been me. Him could have been Jalo Beach. Mm. We that was us. Think about that shit. Mm. He was there, but he wasn't Drake. Y'all could have been like him like in the business Conway or something. Yeah, yeah we could have been those, like those are those who those <laughs> of them who know. <laughs> That's what I said. That's way way. What's good, cuz? Uh, <laughs> yeah, look, let's move the conversation forward. But, yo, you understand. Like, we had all, we had shit falling in our laps. I'm like, and I'm just like, I kept seeing this shit go. I'm like, Dre had, man, like, even when Dre, because I didn't really hear a lot of y'all shit together. I only heard a couple beats that y'all did together. I think I heard more of Dre shit, like, after, after Dre and Dash. Like, yeah. And Dre had some shit. Like, yeah, you remember, do you remember shit, we supposed boy. to do a project called Trapped in My Feelings? You don't even remember that shit, do you? What? <laughs> you don't even remember that shit. Because, listen, 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 yeah, you the name. because I did the mixtape series that did Mixed Emotions. Mr. Oh, okay, yeah, I did yeah, yeah. Motions too. What's up, Chris? And then I start working on some other shit. And around like this was like around like 2015. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was around the time I was doing the shit of trying to do the reality show and all that shit. And it was just yes. like, like you had sent me, you had sent me the John, and I'm mad you sent me the John Wick beat too late because I submitted I it. I submitted <laughs> it to the to, to the people, and it was like, yo, we already got the shit back. I did a song called John Wick on his beat. I remember that. For Featuring Old Measy. What's up, Old Measy? Yeah, yeah. For the for the first movie, we did we did a movie. We did a song called John Wick, and we were submitting it for the soundtrack. And um, nigga, I ain't know it was submitted for the soundtrack. For the actual movie, John Wick soundtrack. Yeah, it was. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was submitted. It was submitted. Yeah, it was submitted. It was submitted. Maybe you should just start submitting shit, Dre. It don't be done. Yo, what up, It was too late. It was too late. It don't be done. It still ain't done to this day. The song was still, the song was fucking fire. And it was like, I like the way it came out. And it was the first time that 
I did a track on a Big Dre Beats, uh, you know, uh, production. So I was like, yo, we should just do a whole joint. Like, I like the way this came out. And he was just like, all right, I'm with it. I'll go through, listen to like 25 fucking Big Dre Beats. Yo, I like this one. I like this one. I like that one. He like, all right, I'm making a note. I'm making a note. I'm making a note. And it's like... I don't never hear these shits again. Oh they never got like, submitted to you. Give me a couple you. days that I got you. Yeah, it's just like one non-submitted nigga right and there, I, boy. I feel like I feel like once I feel like Jay, once it's safe Dre, to say that you're the reason we broke right now. <laughs> I might just be, you. You're the reason I that we broke. Crazy. Crazy. I ain't gonna let y'all niggas. I ain't gonna let y'all niggas keep my back here. Listen, when y'all when that would happen. When that would happen, so like it would be beats that I'll play you some shit that I'm like, yo, I fuck with it, I finished it, I did this, but it's like it might not. He needs to change his snares. I gotta snares. change his snares. My oh, thing is, my, my thing is, man, fuck that. Give me the beat now. Let's change that shit. Exactly. I was gonna say, can't you fix that? At least let me. At least let me write to it. You know what I'm saying? It's All right. Like, I'm only hearing it yeah, when we sitting down. I got a he question. Like, he like letting you hear shit. I got a question. Is that is that, uh, is that John Wick song? <laughs> is that John Wick song unreleased? No, nah, I put it on a project. I put it. On, I put it on a project. Um, okay. You yeah, should. You so, should. So, so, you so, should so, put so, that so out after this episode. So, so I want to hear that. So, 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 what, it, um, <laughs> so what happened? What happened was um, oh, like goodness. twenty. That was that was twenty. Um, that was like twenty fifth. <laughs> that was like twenty fifteen. Yeah. Um, what happened was twenty thirteen to twenty fifteen. I was in a very very dark place in life. Word. Um, going through a divorce and shit, and I start working on. Uh, I I did this project called uh, "Look What You Made Me Do." Probably like the best project I had did. I remember that. And then after "Look What You Made Me Do." It was like, it, it really got real with the court battles and shit. So it was like, I did another project called FYF, which is Fuck Your Feelings. And um, I had already did, I had already did, I had already did, I had already did the John Wick song. And the plan was to do our um, Fuck Your Feelings. And then it was going to be a follow-up project that was going to be called trapped in my phone and that was gonna be the that was gonna be a project that was gonna be all produced by this guy. You know what I'm saying? That'd be nice. And yeah. it never like it never happened. You know what I'm saying? It, it never happened. I'm not gonna say it's Dre's fault because we kinda it's we, right. it's we, we kinda we kinda lost communication with each other. It's you know right. what I'm saying? But <laughs> that was something that we was gonna do and it's crazy because it's like Dre sent me another track. He sent me another track that was like uh it was a sample. I forgot what it was a sample of but beat was fucking crazy and the only thing I regret about that track was where I went and fucking recorded it at and, and no, no no disrespect to, to my man Aaron KPJ we can't edit that live I'm keeping it I'm keeping it 100 I'm keeping it 100 like damn, Jay, fucking yo, up. Shout like, out to KPJ. Shout, shout out to KPJ yeah. doing this thing in Atlanta. That beat was 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 different. Like Dre was used to at, at the time. Like Dre was known for making like trap beats, eight oh eight and shit like that. <coughs> that was like some 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 soulful gutter shit, and it was different for Dre. And it, it was like 
definitely the lane that I fuck with, but I went to the wrong studio recording it because that's like him at that studio, he was great at mixing and mastering one type of music. Like 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 like, like some studios, like if you make like like trap music, mumble rap, stuff like that, like they good with, with doing that. Gotcha. But if you make some hip hop, some boom bap type shit, some lyrical shit, right. They, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's the same, it's the same vice versa. You see what I'm saying? So it was like, I regret not re-recording that at, at the studio that I was going to. But the reason why I did it was because he had a situation where he was working on a um an album. But one of the stipulations was he wanted everybody to come to his studio and record at his studio. At first it was he was gonna make all the beats and you had to use his beats and record in his studio. What? And then it was like, people was like, nah, man, I don't know. And it was like, <laughs> all right, well, you ain't got to use my beats, but you got to record at my studio. Yeah. And it was just like, the song was dope, but I just didn't like the way it, it came was, out. It you see what I'm saying? And so it, so it was just one of them things where it was like, damn, like, I never re-recorded that song. And I thought that song was a dope-ass song. So technically, I got two songs that I did that Dre produced. But it's only like one that's actually out there. All right, speaking about that's actually no. Speaking about his producer, your producer, you used to have a producer. What was his name? Um, which one? Was Soundcheck? Soundcheck. 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 That's funny. Well, I haven't seen him in years. Soundcheck that I had for that man though. Soundcheck had a lot of soulful. A Soundcheck was nice. When I used to hear soundcheck shit, about to tag when we was right. both making yeah. shit, oh yeah, oh no, it was a competition. We be like, sitting there like this, like, like listen to that soundcheck shit, like, mm. <laughs> oh, me and Dre, like, yo, you gotta go to the studio tonight. That's yeah, the yeah, best yeah. inspiration, though. Yeah. You write directly. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not necessarily y'all not necessarily like going against each other, but y'all still competition. You know what I'm saying? It was because obviously it's money involved. You know what I mean? So you know what's crazy? His start is the same as y'all's. Like as far as making beats on the PlayStation and shit. Like I remember he was like um. Like he was always like a big Jay Dilla high tech yep. type yeah, yeah. fan, tell, and he used it. to be like, "Yo, I think I want to start making beats." This and the third, so I said, "Yo, why don't you get this program? Why don't you get one of these programs and fuck with?" He fucked with Magic. Magic was his shit. So my actually the beats he made Magic, for me, Magic the beats, had good shit, yo, man. the beats he made for me on the on that State of Emergency album, they was all made on Magic. He didn't. Magic. He didn't buy. That's like, crazy. Like he started. On the PlayStation with Magic, and then he bought it for the computer, and then you start doing it I, on his laptop. That's I what did, happened. You no, know, I did buy Magic for the computer. Remember, I had Magic. Yes. What up? You don't have what up? Check. We yes. talking about you now? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I do remember that. I had Magic for the motherfucker. I started making. I started making better beats. When I transferred to the computer, yeah, that's, magic, that's what I was making. We were yeah. we were doing PlayStation, and then I spent all my I spent all my birthday house. money. Huh? Yeah, because I bought that you asset. I spent all my birthday, birthday yeah, money that's, on that. My dad bought me a computer. Yep. My dad bought me a computer for Christmas. 
My dad bought me a computer from Christmas, and I spent all my bread that I saved up on acid. And then I downloaded it, and then we put that code on everybody's computer. Yeah, we did. But I'm the only one that had the mic set up and all that shit. We had a regular headset, and we was in there, we closed the door. You couldn't tell us shit at Cam House. You couldn't tell us shit. And we would wait wait till everybody would go to work. It would be very... Very rare, like if my dad was home, and then even when he was home, I know he could hear us. Yeah. Oh, he ain't we, never we, draw we out care. on us. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Good looks, Pop. I appreciate that, yo. He ain't never yeah. draw yeah. out you, you on us. You couldn't tell us shit. He was listening to our music. You know what I'm saying? He I was, do remember he was that. fucking with us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he used to tell us to, you know what I mean? Do our thing, do our thing, and, and he ain't never fucking like draw us or nothing. Yeah, yeah. none of that. None of that. The reason, why this, the reason why we laughing at this is because I didn't think about any of this shit until right now. Yeah. Like, for real. Like, think about exactly what he was doing. Yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. Check out started just like that. He started with the, um, he started with the magic. Matter of fact, the first beat that he gave me, I did a diss track to I actually dissed E&J, the other producer. I remember uh, E&J, too. Yeah. I remember them. Yeah. I, I, I dissed them oh, on that job because yeah. what happened was, you know, we remember Aaron, Aaron yeah. Jones and shit. Yeah, I remember Yo, rest in, rest in peace to uh, Parm Jet, man. Jay died. He he was murdered a couple years ago. Oh, my goodness. Oh, damn. Yeah, yeah, man. I remember. He, he, I he, 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 he murdered in Camden. I um, definitely remember E&J. But what happened, what, happened with, what happened with them was um, I used to cut Eric hair. And Eric was like, yo, man, you know, me and my man, we making beats or whatever. And I was like, well, you know, I rap. And he was like, word. So at the time, I, I think my mom was living in, um, she was living in Avondale. So he lived in Avondale West. So we met at my mom's crib. They came through. They played me some beats and shit. And it was like, it was like, yeah. We was there. Y'all came they through. They wrote right the party song. We were in the garage. Yeah, we were yeah, yeah. in the garage. I recorded that whole album in the garage. I remember that. I recorded that whole album in the garage. They did the party song. In the party Yeah, they did the party joint. They did a couple joints on there. Like that album, that first album was E&J, Soundcheck. And uh, it was the dude from Voorhees named um, Unanimous who did like one or two joints, and yeah, then it, and then yeah. and then I want to say like my man Mike Q might have gave me a couple joints. So so, so it was Q. all yeah, so it was low. all it was all local production that I had for that first for that yeah. first project. And it was like what happened was E and J. They like it was some shit where you know. We was talking about, uh, I think, the next project. Like, I wanted, you know, I was working on a, a lot of different projects at the time. And uh, Jay was just, like, on some other shit. Like, he was just on some, like, Hollywood type stuff. And mm-hmm. I was trying to tell him, like, yo, you know, you you have to, um, you got to crawl before you walk. Like, his whole Put thing the was like, in. yo, I want to make a beat right now. That should be done in 20 minutes, and a motherfucker just give me $80,000 for it. And it's just like, bro, you only been making beats, like, a couple months. Like, it shit just yeah. don't work that way. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to perfect, you, you know, you got to perfect your sound and shit like oh, that. So, oh, so, so you know, I was trying, I was trying to put them on that. And, you know, it, it, it was some, it was some, it was some, some verbal shit. And I think what it was, oh, dude was like, well, he told me he could rap better than me. 
He was like, he was like, yeah, I make beats, but I rap better than you. It was like, oh, word, okay. So yeah, that that was the reason why that that that, that, that this was me. And what's crazy, like, I didn't see him from that was like two thousand. I didn't see him from like two thousand six to probably like two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Like I didn't see him for a very long time, and I bumped into him at a studio I was recording at. And at this time, you know, we we was older and shit. I seen him at a couple shows because he used to rock with my man E Mac. They had a squad called um, Yacht Club, and we seen each other. You know, we crossed paths at a couple shows or whatever. And then I hadn't seen Jay for like I don't know five six years. And it was like maybe like two thousand eight. He pulled up at the shop like yo, here go uh. He go no, it was E. He was like, yo, he go he go a beat CD. He was like, I still make. He was the chill one. Yeah, he was. He he changed his name to Mr. Jones. Okay. Yeah, he was the chill one. He changed his name to Mr. Jones. So he changed his name to Mr. Jones. He dropped me off a beat CD and was like, yo, do whatever. So I did a couple a couple tracks to it, but I know they split up. They were still cool, but they they split up. And then I just found out maybe like six months ago that Jay was murdered. Oh, yeah, shit. See, I remember that remember whole. Them. I remember that whole meeting in the garage. I think mm-hmm. me and you. I remember that. Me and you was new to the shit. We was brand spanking. Yeah, they brand were new. And, because E and J was ahead of us. Because it was it was supposed to the way it's supposed to be for me was my production team was supposed to be Soundcheck, E and J, Dragon Dash. Yeah, we was that was like, awesome. Like, like, like we was like, new. Like, we was yeah, just here. I this felt shit. like that was gonna be like like that was gonna and then later it was a uh, hundred grand. Mike uh, Campbell. To him. He was oh, oh shit! Yeah. God damn! Yeah, I remember yeah, like, Mike yeah, used to play, yeah, used to play his motherfucking CD. He made he produced. I just saw Mike in the barbershop. Uh, I just saw Mike at the gym. He produced so high eight months ago. He produced Mike so high. My very first music video. Mike yeah. used to play shit in the barbershop. Mm-hmm. So I would get Mike tired of Mike playing shit in the barbershop. So I would come to the barbershop get my shit cut. And I'm going to bring CDs that we did. Oh, yeah. We got a fucking round table. I'm going to have a round table. I don't even remember <laughs> how Mike started making beats, bro. I don't even remember how I found out. Because even Joe Coleman was making beats, too. He was my cuts. But I remember Joe. Yeah, Joe was making beats. And it was just like... It was like... Well, Mike was making beats. He... He was... Him and Soundcheck were like the the, the soul yeah, dude. Yeah, Soundcheck. You know Soundcheck had kind of about that. He was using um uh Honey Graham, which when Mike was using um fucking what was he using? I think Mike was using Reason. Reason. I think so. Reason because that's what we heard about that. No, we was using Fruity Loops. No, Mike was using Reason. I think he started with Fruity Loops though. But he might have, but yeah, he tra- he because we didn't know what the fuck that was until then. I think mm-hmm. reason yeah. we, didn't we didn't know, know what was. reason was. Mm-hmm. Mike put me on reason. Mike uh-huh. was like, he made all his beats on reason. Yeah, we gotta have a round table with all the niggas who do this shit. Mike would come. I would come to the barbershop. Mm-hmm. Mike be playing this shit. I'm like, you know what? I'm tired of shit. So mm-hmm. I would get a CD. <laughs> Yo, my I would get a CD. My, my shit, shit, shit was dope. My shit was dope. I said, Mike, it just that his shit. Put my shit on right it's now. Just that, like, Mike shit used to, like, it'd come in a certain way, and then it'll just be one loop. Yeah. <laughs> that's how this shit was. I felt like with, with Chet, 
Chet shit was was, was was so organized and his shit was clean. Chet. You see what I'm saying? And we had like clean, that. but dirty. Like like yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like like, 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 like yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it was like Crap. we had a different type of you understand? We had a different type connection. You, you understand, understand how much like Chet pushed us. Chet will play a beat. Yeah, I would hear Chuck said, so hard beat made him happy. Chuck beat, Chuck would play some shit, and me and Dre would sit there mm. and listen like it's dope. We would get in the car, be mad as fuck. This like this nigga. Yo, and, and it's it's, it's like it's like a gift and a curse, cause mm. it's like you could. You gotta appreciate good music, especially mm. if you're in that business. You mm. can't deny. What's great, you know what I'm saying? So when you listen into you're like, God damn, that's fire. That yep. motherfucker, mm-hmm. how that's dare how you was. with like, the audacity to yeah. make this yeah. motherfucking heat? Yeah. You nodding your head with disappointment in yourself. <laughs> like, oh my god, I gotta come some fire shit. This nigga is out here doing yeah. his work. But but that's the joy of the craft. Like mm-hmm. even even Back when we was rapping and we was we listening to some shit be fire, and mm-hmm. you be like, damn, that nigga done dropped some damn fire. Even if you're on a track with mm-hmm. somebody and you're featured on a and you got Sounds a verse on somebody yeah. and you hear that shit, how many times did we write something and we go on a track and you hear that nigga speak something? You be like, nah, yo, I got to rewrite yeah, this. I got, yeah, yo, this yo, is not yo, happening. Yo, I got to kill it. It's not happening, it bro. And it's like, yo, you know what? Like, all of y'all was making beats. And I don't know if it was like that Chet was making the beats like the fastest or, or, or what it was, but he had a method he, to his he, he was coming to me with these beats, man. Just and it was just like, yo, it was bringing out the best in me. Like mm-hmm. I've always been one of them dudes that's like, I'm going a, I'm to a go with where the music tells me. You know what I'm saying? Like if you play a beat, like like I could be like, yo, I want to do a I want to do a club song today, and I gotta go through a trillion fucking club beats in order for me to do it. But if I just sit there and I'm just like, all right, I'm gonna just listen to some beats, and you play me some shit, it's like, all right, I'm gonna tell a story on this joint, or I'm gonna talk shit on this yeah. Yeah. And, and, and and then I actually go with it. But with with Chet, it was just different Chet because had story shit. Chet he had, had story shit like yes. he. Like he, like when I even go back and listen to some of that shit that I did, I'm like, damn, I don't even know what mind frame I was in when I wrote that shit. Like, Chet kept us on our toes. Every time I heard Chet shit, I would look he at said, Dre all like, y'all. He said, he said, Dre and Dash, Cuts, Hunter Grant, E and J all pushed me. And nah, Chet, you yeah. pushed us so yeah. fucking hard. I would hear Chet shit from you, I would get so this nigga did it again. <laughs> did it again. <laughs> did it again. Did it again. Did it again. Like, like, is you doing like, this shit on nigga, purpose? I'm like, like just did it again. I'm like, Drake. I'm like, Drake, you hear this nigga shit, Drake? Fuck that nigga. Let's go. I'm like, let's go. Yo, no, we have every time we heard Chet, every time we heard Chet shit, I mean, it's studio five in the morning. Knowing I got to go to work in ten minutes. That shit, it was man. beautiful time. I we, love when I heard Chet shit. We got the 2008 when I did Hip Hop for Dummies. I remember. Like, yeah, I remember. I remember, like, it, I used to go to him like, yo, I want you to sample this record. I want you to sample that record. Yo, and then he'll do that shit and come mm-hmm. back. And it's like, yo, this is what I can't. I think one beat, this nigga sampled that shit three different ways. It was like, the fuck? 
Like, yeah, nigga, I'm using all three of these shit. The yo. skill. <laughs> like, yo, I need that. Oh, like, my like, Jack real. sample his ass like, off. Hell yeah. Yo, was he using an MPC? I think he used the MPC later. Like, yo, later, yeah. MPC? Yeah, I, th I think he used the MP. Yeah. I, I know he. I know he, I know he sampled yeah. from vinyl. I know he sampled yeah, from vinyl. He had mad records, man. See? Yeah. He, had mad he had a leg up, you yeah. son of a bitch. Yeah, Jack has some shit. Full of fucking yeah. vinyl. And, and, and it's crazy because he still because like he has like. Like, I haven't had a check before. Like, check is on his Dr. Dre shit. Like, I'm going make you another one. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he's like, yeah, I ain't get a new computer yet, or my computer had crashed, whatever it can be. Like, he's still, he's still sampling. He's still, you know, chopping shit up, whatever. But he got a lot of shit. I so know in the stash. You know what I'm saying? You I wait, 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 I'm listen, man. That's gonna, listen, that's going to be my last project. Okay. Okay. Man. So, oh, whole soundtrack. so, all right, let's, let's, we did a lot of talking about the past. Let's do a little bit of fast forward and just a little bit. Okay. So we, we know you, we know you had a, 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 um, a well-known tattoo slash ink magazine. Oh, yeah. Owner. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I owner. Mm -hmm. You know, owner. Mm -hmm. business mm -hmm. owner in itself. So why don't you speak on, why don't you give us a little taste about how that journey became and, you know, how you got to dive into the magazine itself. Well, you know, doing music and then was uh, going to a studio um, out in Pensacola, salute the uh, tracks trigger and um, Don Michael Jr. Uh, Schoolface Studios. Oh yeah, he's still. I was going there, going and um, when they, when the back, when they was in Cherry Hill, off off seventy before they got to Pensacola, like way back. And um, when they moved to Cherry Hill, Dev Wade and them opened up the studio. They had like all kinds of chicks coming in and out of that joint, man. Like. All kinds of models, you know, tatted up and shit like that. And I used to, you know, I'd be looking. And then at the time, I think like Urban Ink Magazine was popping. I used to read. I used to read. Urban Ink, where that? Yeah. I remember that. Where is? Where was that? Ah, who the fuck knows? Anyway, <laughs> um, I was reading them shits, and I'd be like, "Yo, art, why the fuck they don't never tell the story about the tattoo artist?" Like, they got the models, they talk about huh, how many tattoos you got. They got the rappers, Lil Wayne and all these niggas. Oh, fuck about your album coming out. Who the fuck did these tattoos? Because some of these shits is terrible. You know what I'm saying? And some oh, of these shits look good. You know what I'm saying? Right, so it was like, why are, we, why are we hearing the story of the tattoo artist? So I was like, man, if I did a, if I did a magazine, you know, I, I would tell the, you know, the tattoo artist story. So uh, now we like, I don't know, uh, 2010, 2011, um, I don't know if y'all remember, but Chet Sharp, salute Chet Sharp, came out with a magazine called 856. Mm. I think you I remember that. came out with a magazine called 856, and it was, you know, thing. remember they had like the top 25 South Jersey rappers, and it was, yeah. it was a big controversy over the list. Rappers is mad, you know, niggas on there. No, they say uh, he from Sickerville. This nigga really from Pemberton. You know what I'm saying? It was oh, a bunch shit. of bullshit with that list. So I seen the magazine. I'm 
like looking through the shit, and I'm like, man, wait, this bitch ain't got no belly button. And then airbrushed her belly button. She's so oh, flipping through the flipping through what? the magazine. I'm flipping through the magazine. I'm flipping through the magazine, and I'm like, yo, if I did a magazine, my shit would be better than this. You see what I'm saying? So I'm thinking about the tattoo shit. I'm thinking about the hip hop shit. So I'm like, oh, whatever. Like this is just an idea. So then. I'm getting tattooed. I'm in Pensacola, and my man, Mr. E, one of my tattoo artists, just tagged me. And um, he was like, yo, man, um, you got this whole ink and hip-hop thing on lock, bro. And I it just right hit there. me right there. Mm-hmm. Like, oh. ink and hip-hop, man. So what I did was I had I called Dev. I said, yo, I'm going to set up a session for me to get uh, tattooed by Mr. E. I need you to tattoo me. I mean, I need you to take pictures of me getting tattooed. So he came through, he took the pictures while I'm getting tattooed and shit. And I told Mr. E, like, yo, I'm going to do this magazine, right? I'm not, so I, so I ain't going to do a magazine. I said, I'm going to do a cover. Okay. And I, I, I had a photo shoot here. You know, he going to take pictures and shit like that. And I was like, and we going to have um, a cover made. And depending on the feedback, I might go through and do a real magazine. So he was like, all right, I'm with it. So the, the cover of the first magazine had me on it. And had, you know, Mr. Mr. E, the, the 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 East Coast Mr. Cartoon. I knew that was going to be controversial because <laughs> oh. Mr. Cartoon is very respectful. from respect. L.A., right? Yeah, yeah. Very respectful. You see what I'm saying? Cartoon, so this is when I start learning marketing strategies of what to say to grab people in and right. how, how media can manipulate people and shit. Okay. So it was like Mr. E introducing Mr. E, the East Coast Mr. Uh, Mr. Cartoon, and it was like I spoke on an album that I had coming out, the one which I never dropped. I get in that later, and then it was like some other shit or whatever. Like I think um, uh, Trey Thomas from the Eagles, like I was cutting his hair at the time. Like he said, I can use his name or whatever. So oh, cool. talking about his joint, whatever. So it was like the cover came out. We put the cover on Facebook. And niggas went crazy. Like, yo, this shit is fire. Like, where can I get this magazine? When this shit drop? So now I gotta make it happen. I have to make this yeah. a reality because so many people are like, yo, this is fire. Where can I get it? So now I'm like doing my research. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know shit about this. I don't know nothing about paper, whether if it's Maddie, whether if it's gloss. I don't know about none of this. Like, I had to learn about this shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Then it's like, all right, well, I got the name. I got to get a logo made. I got to, you know what I'm saying? It's like all of the shit I got to do. But the most important thing is I need content. Absolutely. You see what I'm saying? I need content. So I had to do my research. I had to learn about tattoo artists and, and artistry. I had to learn about the, the, the machines. I had to learn about the shading. I had to learn about whether they use rotary machines or not. I had to know what the fuck I was talking about. So when I go to these conventions and I, I'm interviewing these tattoo artists, I have to ask them, so what do you, you know, what's your favorite style? You like black and gray? You like traditional? You like old school? You like new school? Like So now they're like, oh, he knows what he's talking about. Absolutely. You see what I'm saying? So I can have a conversation with tattoo artists and y'all be looking at us like, the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> Just like I can have a conversation with a barber and we can talk, barber talk about clippers and shit and certain people are like, the fuck are y'all talking about? Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So I had to learn about that culture. And when I went into that culture, um, everything was just... I'm going to take a gamble. I'm going to take a gamble. Yo, um, I'm going to go to, you know, tattoo convention. And I'm going to just start interviewing people. And that's what I did. 
And then I called, I, I went to one and it was cool. And I called my man, I said, yo, I need you to follow me with your camera, we won't go to the convention. Oh, went sure. to the convention and I was interviewing people. And then what I did was I got every tattoo artist at the end to give me a shout out. Like, yo, this is such and such from whatever tattoo magazine, I mean, whatever tattoo shop, shout out Inca Hip Hop Magazine. So now I go to a convention, I get 30, 40 drops. Mm. You see what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Now I drop the video and all the tattoo artists are shouting it out in the beginning. Right. Then you see me walking around the convention. You see me interviewing people. You see people work. You see B-roll and all of that. Right. So I already start building up, you know, how I wanted to present what it was I was doing. So now if I'm talking to you online and I'm like, yeah, we got Inca Hip Hop Magazine. You know, we want you to uh, do an interview or whatever case may be. Or you going to be at the convention. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be at the convention. Well, I'm going to send one of my representatives, you know, to come uh, see you, whatever. Because now I'm speaking as Earl. We are about to say, we already know Earl. Now I send them the footage like, yeah, this is my guy. You know what I'm saying? He's going to be the one that's going to be interviewing. Hold on. Before you continue, did Earl have a picture did you have a picture of I had, Earl? I had, I had a couple pictures that could have been Earl. You know what I'm saying? Okay, because I remember seeing a picture. They weren't, they weren't, they weren't clear. They weren't I was clear. like, what? They weren't clear pictures or whatever because I didn't want people to know. Like, this is the cra crazy story, right? The way I didn't want people to know that the owner of the magazine was black, I came across a tattoo artist that was like that. This tattoo artist named Tony Scientific from D.C., Okay. Fucking work was amazing. Never seen this dude's face. You never seen his pictures. You know what I'm saying? Always seen his work. All the white tattoo artists always praise this man. Tony Scientific. Oh, his work is so amazing. Like they reposting this shit, whatever. Like he was did great work. So I'm in um I'm in Maryland. I'm in Baltimore tattoo convention, like uh 2012. And my man Nick Cat, a white dude from White Plains, New York, um Skinscapes tattoo shop. Uh, he did my grandfather portrait, my grandfather and my grandmother on me or whatever. And, um, I'm looking like, Tony Scientific, I see the fucking banner. I'm like, Tony Scientific is here? And he was like, yeah, Tony's right there. Fucking black dude, glasses, fucking, uh, headlamp, doing tattoos, fucking face shield, looking like a surgeon. I'm like, Scientific. That's fucking Tony Scientific? Because I've seen his wife. His wife was on the book. She was a white woman. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Beautiful. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, it was like, I see his wife or whatever. Mm. And then I see his work and I see other white people praising it. So I, I assume he was white. He was white. Yeah. Where I was wrong, but I never seen a picture of him. You know what I'm saying? So when I met him, it was like, yo, so we talked and he was like, the reason why I don't show pictures of myself online is because I want people to judge my work. Not me by my skin color. Absolutely. I said that's how I filled the magazine. Absolutely. I want people to judge the product, not who's running it. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So we linked. You know what I'm saying? We linked and we became cool. We've been we've been good friends already since. That's, 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 that's what's up. That's dope. That's fucked up about America. I'm gonna say. Yeah. It. Oh, y'all niggas out. Y'all just see <laughs> y'all niggas. Fuck niggas is not. Niggas is not a description of how you. Skin when used by black people, it is a noun. <laughs> yeah, it is a noun. Yeah, it is. Nigga means, nigga, means, <laughs> nigga means ignorant person don't know nothing. Mm. I don't mean your skin complexion. You could be nigga. I say nigga, it could mean a white person. 
Y'all know what y'all saying, but we gotta hide ourselves in order for y'all to accept us, and then when y'all see who we are, y'all like, damn. I we got good was, work, nigga. I thought you was somebody else, nigga. Mm. <laughs> yeah, nigga. Nah, I'm me. Nigga, nah, I'm me, nigga. This is fucked up that you gotta hide who you are. Mm. It absolutely is. I remember, uh, I remember going to the first, the first Ink and uh, Hip Hop Magazine mm. Party mm. show. Me and me and a very good friend of mine, Pun. Showed up for that joint and it was very colorful. Yes, uh, it was lit. It was definitely All fucking the lit. Yeah. Had a good time. I left there on. You know what I mean? We were showed a lot of love. Yeah. We seen a lot of people. You get sucked up by a tattoo white bitch? No. <laughs> no. I couldn't. I couldn't yo, that. Yo, but, yo. but, I tell you, I tell you, I tell yo, you yo, one yo, thing. Yo, what up, cuz? I tell you one thing. Um, it was it was it was definitely colorful in there and uh a lot of people were were there. It was a lot of support. You got a lot of free shit when you walked out that bitch. That was love, you know what I mean? And um I had a great time, you know, seeing people I didn't see in a while. Nobody got something. I was in a relationship. I was in a relationship at the time anyway, so what a relationship got to do with a hand <laughs> A lot. I'm thinking cheating. No. You try to explain that to your girl. Yeah, see what yeah, she's saying. Yeah, yeah. Hey, look. Yeah, you yeah. see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I set you up. She ain't getting away with that one. She touched my bitch. I was intoxicated. Nah. Nah, listen, listen. That's the first time Kevin gonna ever get suplexed by a woman. I get suplexed by a woman because I'm like, yeah. So, <laughs> you ain't never get suplexed by a woman? Never. Yeah, I did. Yo, where's the You missing out. If you're wrong, you're getting suplexed by a woman. You missing out. You missing out. You been suplexed by a woman, Drew? I got suplexed by a chick. She gave me some pussy. Oh, she super she raped you. She raped you. I ain't that type of bitch. That was that old woman he was talking about. The guy when he was young. No, right. That old woman straight. Oh, this nigga's a cool six five. To see him, yo. In order for her to suplex you, especially if you're in the house, you told me you drag like a crowd. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Five eleven. You see for that you ceiling. He got he got marks on the ceiling like like a gymnasium when you skirt a little bit, just black marks up there and shit. Barefooted. Barefooted. He got paint stains on his his fucking calves his ankles and shit. Oh my god! Shit, shout out to Black Cherry. Man. This ain't got no, this ain't got nothing to do with her, but it just reminds me of her, of her being able, to, being able to suplex somebody. All right, so uh, an illustrious career proceeding from the music to the magazine. Now, at this very point, no, 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 now go back. We'll what happened back? to the show, man? We had the show. All right, so let's talk about that. The reality show. That, oh, that, 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 shit. That, that, was yeah. tied, that was tied into the uh, magazine. So what happened was um, we did the, the, the first... Ma- I did, I think, like six, seven magazines. 
uh, the first magazine was 2012, and um, then, like I said, like 2013, um, I went through the separation with the wife, the first wife, and it was a very dark place for me, so by, uh, like, 2013 to 2015, there's a lot of shit that's a blur, so... It's a lot of relationships, business, and personal that got fucked up, and I apologize a lot of people because a lot of a lot of shit I just wasn't in the right mind frame. But what happened was 2014 was when I had people that was you know around me that was saying like, "Yo, you need to bring the magazine back. Um, you know, you need to do you know just do one more." You know what I'm saying? They wanted me to do a solid issue and stuff. It was a good and, idea. and it was one of them things where like. When you're going through the, the darkest part of your life and you start, you like, you're not able to be there for certain people the way that you were, whether it's financially or whether it's like morally, you know, to support them or whatever, you start really finding out like who really fuck with you and who really don't. Yeah. So, so now it's like, like you start having uh, issues and people turning back on you. And that's what happened. Like 2013, like it was like everybody started turning. Like it was crazy. And I think when, like, me and the people I ha I was creating the magazine with mm. from, you know, writers, editors, photographers and shit, like, we start having our issues because when you're not 100% focused, some people will try to sit up there and take advantage of that. You see what I'm saying? Okay. So it would be like, all right, Kev got a, uh, Kev got a detail business, right? Kev gives me a job. I'm working for Kev's detail business. So somebody's like, oh yeah, man, you know somebody detail my car. Oh yeah, my man Kev, he got this business, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I work for him and whatever. Then you, you by the fifteenth person, you be like, yeah, man, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, we got this detail uh company. You know what I'm saying? Then it's like by thirty, it's like, yeah, I got this detail company. Like this is what niggas do. So this is what was happening with me. Wow. So it start being to a point where people are working out deals. To get people in the magazine right. that I don't even know, right. but they know them, and it's kind of like some shit where I gotta pay for it in the back end. So let's say you're, uh, who's like, um, the, the the last magazine I did with Dev Wade was the Asia Sparks issue. So that that oh, yeah, made, Asia Sparks that that, that magazine I never met Asia. I never talked to her. Danny Garcia was in there. I never met her. Gilly the Kid was on the cover. I've never met Gilly. I never met none of these motherfuckers. You met Gilly, people, nigga. Everybody met these Gilly. Are people, no, I never met Gilly. Like, like Man. I've never met him in person. You put him so, on so, 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 my thing. No, I didn't put him on shit. You see what I'm saying? No, but you, you had to. Yeah. So, so it's one of them things where, yeah, you get the offer. We're going to talk off air because I think get, I know what you're you, talking you about. Get, you get the opportunity to have somebody like Gilly in your magazine. Like, that's cool. But you find out that there was deals that were worked out. Where people are like, yo, uh, how you feel about Gilly being on the cover? All right, cool. All right, bet. So, Gilly, you on the cover. But in exchange, I need da 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 So, that, they got paid. So, they did No, 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 no. They was busting deals. They was busting deals. And you was paying for the deals without knowing the It's for the good look. It wasn't about, you know, somebody else getting money off of those situations. What it was about is, it's like, all right, Gil, I'm going to do this for you. You do something correct, shit, right? Yes. All right, for this, the hair, this hair is going to my man. My man getting Gil on the cover. But 
here's what I gotta pay for that. What I gotta pay for that is, yo, listen, um, Gil, I'm having a party. I need you to do this photo shoot. I'm gonna get you on this magazine. When the magazine drops or whatever, it's gonna be at my party. And you come, bring all your people, and they can cop the magazine. Nope. Meanwhile, yo, Elijah, I need you to pay and make sure you have copies of this magazine pressed up by my party. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yep. So, gotta... so, so, so what's happening is, like, I might have even been like, yeah, 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 because I'm not in the right mind frame. I'm going through my own shit. Right. But then when I start waking up, like, wait, what? Like, hold up. You told them what? So then it's just like, well, bro, you don't even know my situation. So what if but I'm not? Got, a, but you have to do that. Yeah. So 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 so, so next one so now what ends up happening is it's done. The work is done. You see what I'm saying? The work is done. I had to still pay for the work. I still had to pay. I still had, I had to still pay for editing and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Now some of the pictures and stuff I might not had to pay for. But you start realizing other people's agendas. So then when you fall back and you say, nah, fuck it. I ain't going to the party. And I'm not going to have the magazines by the party because I technically don't have to. It's my fucking magazine. I didn't talk to these people. You, you, you see what I'm saying? So now what ends up happening is they're not able to get what they want. So now they look bad. So now it's, well, you know what, fuck them, fuck that magazine. Da, da. Now this song's come out from people that shouldn't even be making this records towards me. You see what I'm saying? Like, shit that don't make no sense, because if it's like about this one back, it's like, why are you dissing the photographer? Like, it doesn't, make, it, that doesn't make any sense. So what, ends, so what ends up happening is, it's like, you get to a point where it was like, fuck this shit, I'm done. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to do this shit no more. But a lot of it is because you're not in the right mindset you see what i'm saying so then when you when you get those people that are that are positive that are in your inner circle that that are rooting for you and they like yo listen you can still do that shit but why not do it with a whole new staff yeah you know what i'm saying it's like why not do it with a whole new staff so then that's what i did so i went back to the drawing board i went back i, I went back i went back i went back to the drawing board so i got New editors, I got new graphic artists. Okay. You see what I'm saying? I got all of that shit. And then the the comeback, the comeback uh, magazine was um the DJ Alamo magazine. So when we did, Ooh, when we did, when we yeah. did, when we did, when we did DJ Alamo issue, that was like the like 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 the rebirth. Yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. So 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 was like so was like this. So it was like this. So what shout to DJ Alamo. So what ended up happening was DJ Alamo. We came together. I was like, yo, we're gonna do a mixtape. Boom, 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 and everything start working itself out. And then it was like even certain models was like turning. Like models I worked with in the beginning, like they because now when certain people got. The issue with you, they try to turn other people. Yeah. They try to turn other people against you. So now I was like, so 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 now so, 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 so now so so now what ends up happening is you do the you you you, you, do, you do the next you do the next magazine. It's successful. You got DJ Alamo. 
You know what I'm yes. saying? On the cover. Yeah. You got new models that you introducing. You got all of this shit going on. So now what ends up happening is you get to a point where it's like, fuck, I've got to work with this motherfucker again. Like, I got to work with some of these people from the beginning. Is he again. still around? Because, because there's now certain visions I have and only they can make those visions come to life. Damn. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, so it's like, it's like, fuck. So now you make amends with these people. You know what I'm saying? You make amends with the people that you had your issues with. Y'all say y'all speak y'all peace, whatever the case may be, and pretty much, you know, shake hands and it is what it is. Like now I'm only going to fuck with you. If it's business. Right, absolutely. You see what I'm saying? Like, ain't no you my brother. Ain't no we cool, we BFS and all this other shit or whatever. Because you show me, you know what I'm saying? Your character. Your, your character. You see what I'm saying? So now it's just like, we only going to deal with each other on some business shit. So now what happens is, we get to reality show. So we get into the reality show. I was there. I went to I went to <laughs> Texas. I went to Texas in 2014. And we gotta talk um, about that song because I really like that song that you did when you went with that video that you did. Yeah, yeah. So I, I went to Texas. Well, that was twenty. That was twenty fifteen when I, when I did that. But oh, I, okay. I went. I went in twenty in twenty fourteen and in twenty thirteen. I had flew some models from Texas up here. We did a photo oh, shoot. I went out there, and when I went out there. We was they were showing me around. We was talking, and they pitched the idea like, "Yo, you should do like a ink and hip hop." reality show kind of like loving hip-hop but it's ink and hip-hop and it's not like black ink it's not like you know what's the name so it was a dope idea and how we how we had did it was we took um we were going to do half the show up here based in like jersey philly area and then i had people in texas running shit down there and we were going to combine and cross the shows similar you know to what they were doing with loving hip-hop so my man um, Tony Tats from Twisted Tattoos in Camden just opened up a new shop in Sicklerville. So I said, "Yo, let's do a grand opening. Let's do a casting call. Whatever the case may be, we, you know, we're gonna do that." And then um, it was a dude named OG Poppy out in um, Arlington area who has a shop, and we was gonna do the same thing there. So I had like models coming through, DJs coming through, producers, like singers, all type of people coming, telling a story, whatever. So we were filming all of this stuff in both the places. And then we, we decided, well, we're going to do a hip hop challenge. So that's where you came in at. I was we was at KPJ and we, that was dope. That was my favorite part of the whole that thing. Was really like, dope, yeah. like, like <laughs> we had, um, we had uh, rappers come that we picked from the cast, Nicole. We had a studio session lined up. Dre made like three, four beats, and they had uh, an hour to write and record a theme song for oh, the for, for the show or whatever. And it was dope. It was it was real dope. Um, my man, uh, uh, Prince Akeem won. He had the yeah. Indian hip hop joint. He's still doing his thing. He's still doing his thing. It was dope, and it was just like everything was kind of everything was kind of moving nice. Then it was just like all the fuckery start happening. It was just like my man who was filming here was like, yo, bro, uh fucking lost the footage on the SD card and the shit. And it was just like, nigga, what? So it was like all uh, of the so, so it was like all of the all of the photography Damn, shit, hard. like all the pictures and shit I had, I still got them, but it was like the video shit. That shit was gone. 
So then I'm like, damn, like. Because we had reactions. No, we had all, react, we had all of that shit, shit bro. That's then it was crazy. just like, then it was like, all right, well, uh, at least I got the Texas shit. So Texas, they sent they sent me uh, like a like a USB drive with like all of the uh, the pictures from the photo shoot with the models. They sent me like behind the scenes shit because I'm paying photographers and shit that I don't even know down there because I have people I trust right. that is right. handling that for me. Yeah. yeah, and it's like the same shit happens with the video footage down there. Like somebody. Did the work, jerked somebody, whatever, so and then it was like you had models who had got pregnant, and then you had models who got more tattoos, and you know, they was on some some other shit. And then I had the situation going back to the DJ Alamo magazine where a model tried to sue me. The dumbest situation ever, man. Like I ain't know none of shit. Bro. Model tried to sue me because she had uh she had uh what the fuck is that? What's the shit product she had? Sickle cell. Sickle cell. She no. she had sickle cell. And she didn't really have a lot of tattoos. So what happened was she said that she she came to me and said, Listen, you know I'm a model. I was in your magazine, or I, you know, I wanted to be in your magazine. She was like, Can I be in your magazine and can I talk about my disease? Can I talk about sickle cell? You know what I'm saying? And talk about how I'm fighting, it, I'm a survivor, blah blah blah. Okay, cool. So we put her in the magazine. Okay. They were a photo shoot, makeup artist, all dope. of this shit. Two page spread, talk about, you know, what's happening. Magazine drops, she loves it. Well, she gets to around her aunt, her girlfriends, they read the magazine. They like, yo, all these other models, th these models are in here and they're talking about how, you know, they are modeling, but they're going to school for nursing, or this, that, and the third, and they're single moms, and they're taking care of them. Like, and you, you on here looking like the little sick girl. So she let that get to her head. Okay. And next thing you know, I'm getting like all of these harassing inbox messages on, like on Twitter, she's slandering me, she's slandering the magazine, on Facebook, like I ended up having a blocker on all of the joint, like she's Dang. going to fuck and like on some crazy shit and then like i get a phone call from this like prepaid legal lawyer like <laughs> wow. yo uh yeah you know she's trying to sue you and blah, blah blah like the magazine had just came out so she was he, he was like yeah man she said that you know you guys pressed up like three hundred and fifty thousand copies of the magazine Nigga. and and, and she wants a percentage because what? you know y'all are slandering her and who? all of this shit. Like yo, it was like all That's of these dirty. crazy fake what? numbers, bro. It was like so much bullshit. So the agreement was like it was like nah. It was like uh, the magazine that she purchased at the release party. Like we only had like a hundred magazines at the at, at the release party. So they was like he was like listen. He was like um, you can't do nothing. About the magazines that are already sold. If there's only 100 magazines floating around, you can't do them about that. He was like, but any other magazine that you have, he was like, I need you to destroy them. What? You know what I'm saying? He's like, I need you to destroy them. He was like, and then we won't. He was Not like, even it, take it, your it, shit he, out. He was like, but no, well, this is the deal. The agreement was like, yo, either you replace her. He was like, either you replace her with somebody else, and then you can still do product, you know, uh, still do. Uh, you know, pressing of that same yes. issue, yeah. just remove her. He was like, or 
he was like, you're going to have to, like, it was a cease and desist order. Like, you have to stop moving this magazine because, you know, uh, she wants to take legal action. Like, she says that she, I said, well, I still got the original audio recordings of what she said. Like, yeah. everything that's in there is what she said, word for word, quoted. So, it was it was a tough time because I'm like, damn, I never went through no shit like this before. And I'm saying to myself, like, I ain't even in the position of having money and motherfuckers is trying to get you. So, it's like, <laughs> all of this is just bad timing. You see what I'm saying? It's like a, it's like a domino effect of fuckery. So, um, we replaced her. We replaced her. I replaced her with uh, um, another girl from Philly who I didn't know at the time also had sickle cell. Oh, my. Yeah, you know I'm saying? That's bullshit. So, so no, listen, listen, listen. Now, check this out. Me. Here's the thing with her. Here's the thing with her. She didn't have a lot. Of like, she had, like, this one crazy, like, thigh tattoo. And I had this idea. I said, well, you don't have no tattoos. And Ink and Hip Hop is about art all around. I said, so how do you feel about... In a nice way. How do you feel about getting naked and being body painted? Yeah, I'm saying because your leg is tatted, so you can show your leg, but we had the top half of your body body painted. And she was like, "All right, I'm with that." So we did that, and as we're doing it, because the first day we're just gonna be, you know, we're gonna take some pictures of you and put them in a magazine. It really wasn't about an interview. And then she was, she was saying like, you know, she was there. She had her mom with her. She was saying she was getting the chills and stuff. She needed to take her medicine. I'm like, your medicine? Like, she was like, yo, I got sickle cell. And I was like, oh, you do. So I said, well, let me ask you this. Right. There you go. Uh, uh, do yeah. you feel comfortable talking about it in a magazine? She said, yeah. I said, now, is sickle cell a disease? She said, yes, it's a disease. That was the other girl's issue. She said that we call sickle cell a disease in the magazine. You know what I'm saying? And she didn't like that. But what like, the fuck is it? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was. It, no it disrespect to anybody. It was the big. It was the big. It was the big. Yeah, no it was the big compliment, yeah. man. So yeah. it's like I got people trying to sue me. I'm going through a divorce. I got the people I started with acting, you know, on some on some weird shit. You know what I'm saying? Then it's like people losing my footage, whatever. So it, I just got to the point where it was just like, I can't do this no more. Yeah, so, I'm saying that's crazy. That brings you to the next chapter of your mm. life. Battle rapper, where you at well, right now? Well, all right. So, how did you get there? How did this start? Starting a league, a right. league of your own. So, so, so we get out of the we get out of the the, the magazine phase, and 2015 comes around. Well, 2014, like when I was finishing up the Alamo magazine, I wanted to do a battle event. But I hadn't been really in the game for so long. So from 2012 to 2015, in between working on shit, I was going to battle rap events. Seeing these leagues, seeing them start, seeing them, you know, seeing the talent and stuff like that. So when 2014 came and working on the Alamo, I called my man LaCarve like, yo, I want to do a battle rap event. Because he was a cameraman for all of these different leagues. And I knew he had intel. And he was like... Nah, bro, I ain't fucking with these leagues. Uh, like I ain't do. I said, listen, bro, the only way I'm gonna do a battle rap event is if it's with you. You the only one I'm gonna do it with. If you ain't in, I'm not doing it. Like fuck it. He was just like, no. So he kept turning me down. So 2015 comes, and I'm just like, I, I can't do this. Like 2013, when all that shit was going down, I went to Atlanta for for a little bit, and came back inspired and motivated, and that's what helped me do the Alamo magazine. 
2015 came after dealing with all that bullshit, it was just like, I need another trip. So I go to Texas. And um, I went to Texas, shot music video, finished the album, and I did Look What You Made Me Do. And then it was just like, all right, I did the album. Once I'm getting like maybe almost a year after the album is out, um, I'm, I'm like, all right, I want to do something else. I'm going to work on another album. I'm always going to work on music, but I want to do something else. Like I need, I need something else. I feel like my purpose is, is somewhere else. So my man hits me like, you still want to do that battle rap event? And I'm like... Fuck yeah, I want to still do the battle rap event or whatever. So now we, so now we, so now we, we working on like just doing an event. The plan was to do one event. That was it. We're gonna do one event. We're not no league, no nothing. We just want to do an event, and I want to take certain things I learned from the tattoo world and apply it into this. Like we used to give um, awards at the tattoo uh, events, like best small black and gray, best color, like. Some type of incentive. So I said, well, right. I could do that with battle rap. Battle rap, these motherfuckers don't get no awards. They don't get paid. None of that shit. Right. So yeah. I'm going to start. Don't battle tonight. Body tonight. All that shit, whatever. So we applied that into the first event. First event went good. And they was like, yo, what's the name of y'all league? And it's like, nah, it's just Ink and Hip Hop Magazine and BYOB, which was Build Your Own Brand. That was his thing. Right. Like, we just came together and just did it. So by the time we did the second event, we had Ness. They was like, yo, y'all gotta become a league. And it was just like, all right, so what's, I was there. It was like, so what do we, well, yeah, you was there. We were all there. <laughs> it was like, well, what, what, what do we call this league? So it was like, my man was like, let's call it Walking Dead Battle League. Oh, oh my God. God. And it was just like, it was like, nah, I don't know. So we're going through these that different ain't names. Right at all. We're going through these Rick different names. Like, nah. We're going through these different names, man. <laughs> we're going through these different names. And then it was like, well, shit, my slogan is Step You Ain't Game Up, so why don't we call it Step You Ain't Game Up Battle League? But then my man was like, I like it, but it's too long. It's a long-ass name, Step You Ain't Game Up Battle League. Like, this shit too long. So he was like, let's abbreviate it. Let's call it Sig You Battle League, and that's what it stands for. Mm -hmm. So it was just like, all right, cool. Yeah. So we did that, and then after the second event, which was the ENS event, I said, yo, we got to get belts. He was like, <laughs> he was like, man, that shit gonna be. Wild. I said, nah, bro. I said, yo. I said, nah, I said, you yo, in the battle rap? You in the I, I, I said, listen, I got this. I said, I got this vision. Let me stop you real quick. Let me stop you real quick. Why lie getting these belts? Lie was a big fan of what we used to call mm. back in the day. Mm. Wheelchair wrestling. <laughs> WC. Wheelchair wrestling. WCW. Oh, okay, okay. I was okay. WWF. Hardcore. Yeah. That's right. all we were talking WWF, about. He was WCW. I was WCW. Even WCW. I was 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 battle leagues and it's like these shits is like battle rap get together they're not really events right you see what i'm saying so it's kind of like if i rap and you my man you're gonna come through to support me because you my man mm -hmm. but these motherfuckers don't realize like marketing and all of that 
to bring outside people. You see mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And that's what I understood. So I wanted to kind of take it to another level. Like, are when you go to these events, the best feeling is leaving saying, yo, the experience was dope. Right. You see what I'm saying? It's like, my experience was bad. I heard some good rapping, but my experience is bad. Because I don't drink, I don't smoke. No motherfuckers rapping, drinking, smoking, blowing smoke all on my face. And I'm going home, eyes fucking burning. I smell like weed. My wife looking at me like, yo, fuck you been at? You you said you wasn't gonna see some niggas rap. You coming home smelling like the strip club or shit. You know what I'm saying? So it was just like, well, when we do our events, or when if I was to do my event, I would do these things different. You wouldn't be able to smoke in the building. You could still drink. You know what? You can get food. It wasn't never no food. At right. Time. Yeah. You was hungry. You know what I'm saying? So it was like I looked at all of the negatives. That I seen at battle rap events and was like, I'm gonna throw, you know, my spin in there. So at our events, we start, we start doing it. So then by the time we got to, uh, before we got to the third event, because it was a huge gap between the, the the third and I mean the second and the third, because the second was like July and then the third wasn't until like October. So um, I was like, yo, we should do the belts, and my man was just like. How the fuck are we gonna do that? And that's not gonna work. And I was like, yo, listen, I said, the plan is for us to have a belt and inspire these other leagues to get their own belt. Right. And we can have our champion and they go against their champion. And it's just, you know what I'm saying? It was right. some shit like that. Other leagues wasn't with it. They didn't. Oh, for they, real? they wasn't with it. I reached out to the other league, they wasn't with it. I get the belt made. I said, fuck this. I'm about to take a chapter out of the wrestlers I watched growing up. Nigga, I'm gonna I'm a be a hill. So I showed up to the fucking events with the belt in the bag. I'm like, Jake the Snake, I got this bag. What the fuck you got in this bag? Whip the belt out, throw the shit over my shoulder. I'm walking around. They're like, who the fuck is this nigga? Like, who, do he box? Do he run? Like, who the fuck is him? He's <laughs> like, walking around with a belt. Yo, can I hold the belt? So they holding the belt. Sick. They're like, yo, this shit heavy as a motherfucker, whatever, yo. Now they feel like, yo, they taking pictures with the belt. I'm at another league's event taking pictures. Of all your top rappers wearing our belt over their shoulder, like, yeah, I'm the you know what I'm saying? Right. All of this shit. And I said, listen, we having the tournament. Five hundred dollars the winner gets, and you get this belt, and you get a big name battle. Niggas is like, oh, I'm with that. I'm with that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So it was the thing where it was like, but here's the catch. You gotta pay twenty five dollars to get in. You know what I'm saying? You pay twenty five to enter so the tournament. To yeah, you see what I'm saying. So it ended up being a thing where they was like, "All right, bet." So they paid the twenty five. The twenty five was a chance to win five hundred. Right, you're gonna take that. So yeah. we had the rounds mapped out. Like first round, you know, you get a minute. Second round, you get two minutes. Third round, you get three minutes. And then the final round is to be like four minutes, whatever. So people were like, "All right, well, I only gotta have like seven minutes worth of material." Like, all right, bet. So so many people jumped on it. And it was like one of them things that introduced my, our league to so many other people. You see what I'm saying? Somebody won, they got the belt, they got the money, they got the name, and it worked itself out. So now it was like, all right, well, fuck it. These other leagues don't want to have belts. I'm going to get other belts, but I'm going to take my time because what I noticed was a problem with leagues like URL and RBE and all of them. They only got one YouTube channel. Okay. Y'all throwing all these events, y'all have all these battles, but y'all only got one YouTube channel. So, one YouTube channel, 
it slows the process of being able to distribute the product. You see what I'm saying? Okay. Like, for example, take away the fact that they have an app now. Yeah. yeah. They're dropping battles now that happened last summer. Ooh. These battles are like a I year remember. old. You yeah. see what I'm saying? So you got people waiting like a year to watch a battle. See a battle so yeah. my whole thing was I'm not even interested in that. We're gonna yeah. get yeah, we're real. gonna get more product and put it out faster. You see what I'm saying? We're gonna treat we wanna become the Ralph Lauren of battle rap. And this is why I use them. If you go to if you go to Foreman Mills, you can get some Ralph Lauren shit. It might be cheesy, but it's still Ralph Lauren shit. You know what I'm saying? You go to Macy's, you can get it. You go to JCPenney, you can get it. You go to the mall, you can get it. It's going to be different levels. Right, correct. So whether you got $20 or you, you got two black money, label. Yeah. You, can, you, 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 you can sit up there and you can get it. You right. see what I'm saying? Because it's still under the same umbrella. And that's how I wanted it to be for us. Okay. Not like, yo, you got to be super elite. Like, my whole thing was like, it's about the opportunity. A lot of people... They like knocking at the door, nobody letting them in. So it was like, all right, well, we got a lead. So um, yeah. another dude had a lead, and it was kind of going decline. And I said, yo, why don't we merge? You know what I'm saying? So he was like, all right, cool. So we got his lead. Then it was uh, a dude out of Chester who had a lead, and he was he was doing like he was doing bad business. And a lot of people didn't fuck with him. They liked this platform, right. but they didn't really fuck with him. They liked this platform because he had mad bitches at his events. Like, I don't know where the fuck he was getting these chicks. They was like models and shit. So he was getting mad models and stuff to come to, to, okay. to, to his events. And a lot of the dudes had liked it. So this is where I pulled my, my, my wrestling card. I used to see this dude named Maul Casanova always over there, and he used to wear all these different wrestling shirts and his battles and shit. And he used to he used to act like he was a you know wrestler and shit. Like yeah, you know, pay homage. I'm the household name and all this other shit. Like like he was a character, yeah. right? Okay. So I said, all right. So I went on the page. I went on my I went on our page. And now we're lead, and I'm like, yo, I'm about to pull the NWO moment. Y'all just stay tuned and watch the moves. So he was like, what the fuck? I was like, yo, tomorrow at 4 o'clock, whatever, right? <laughs> Promotion. I go on they page and invade that shit. I got the belt. I'm like, yo. Y'all <laughs> top dude over here is fucking garbage. He's trash. And I will be in the building at y'all event this weekend if anybody got to say anything to me about it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Who am I? Doesn't fucking matter. You'll know soon. And then I get off the live. They're like, who the fuck is this? So now everybody from that group comes to my group. Okay. Like, who the fuck is this guy? I think he is. Da, 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 or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So I did like I did what I was supposed to do. I went to the event. I pulled up with the belt. People looking at me like, yo, that's the dude. He got the belt. So niggas are like, yo, salute for coming through. We glad they showing me mad love. Yo. Like, yo, this is dope. Whatever you got. Yo, can I still get in that tournament? Because this is all... A promo run before the tournament. Right. So the tournament comes, a lot of these motherfuckers want to jump in it. So the league start growing up. So then I reached out to the owner. I said, look, man, you got a, you got a dope league, but your events, you got to work on getting your booking better and some things. Like, let me help you. Okay. He was like, all right, cool. So we worked on something together. And then it went from that. Like, he don't, like, I don't want to do this no more, bro. I'll sell you the league. Oh shit! Yeah. Sold me the lead. I bought the lead. I didn't even want to buy the lead. I just wanted to help him out so he can do his own thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
He sells me the league. We buy the league or whatever. And now it's like we have to change the name. Because the name that he had got so much bad feedback. He right. had so much bad stigma under that. So now it's like, well, what are we going to change the name to? So Because it was KO Battle League, Knockout Battle League. So it was like, well, let's change it to Sig U Philly. Because we're based out of Philly. Okay. We do that. Oh, my God, man. The backlash and hate from that. Oh, man, fuck that. Dude ain't even from Philly who had that league. That nigga's from Chester. We ain't having this shit. So that ain't like, nah. It's close. It's close. So, yo, so listen. It's so much backlash that we dealing with over changing the name to Sig U Philly. That they like, nah, y'all can't do that. Y'all ain't having no vent down here. And we come clap that shit and all this is talking crazy. So it's just like, all right, so what do we do now? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, so it was like, uh, well, let's change it to Sig U K O B L. You know what I'm saying? That's so what, 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 yeah, it is, it is long off. So so then it was just like one of the because it was like they did like this panel shit. So it was like all of these league owners from Philly. Like, first of all, I reached out to all of them personally. Like, look, this is what we're thinking about doing. Is everybody okay with it? Everybody was cool with it. The only person that wasn't cool with it was a fucking battle rapper. He wasn't even a league owner. So he was cool with his league owner. I was like, nah, man, them little niggas can't come here. And they try to monopolize them, take shit over there. Yes, we, so yes we are. Yes, we are, nigga. So look, so look, the so, fuck what you mean? Up, so what ends up happening is. Dude, <laughs> Renee, like, nah, so, man, so nah, yo, y'all want to have, like, if y'all want to have events here, cool, but we ain't cool with y'all calling them sick, you Philly. You see what I'm saying? Now, here was my, my commitment and promise to the homie who I bought the league from. His whole thing was like, yo, they not, none of these other leagues in Philly are booking my guys. Okay. So, I don't have a problem selling the league to you as long as you make sure you give my guys plates. You see what I'm saying? Let them battle. You know what I'm saying? Look them out. So this is what we did. I said, all right, cool. I stay true to my word. I booked those same guys in better matchups. Good. Y'all other leagues wasn't fucking with them anyway. Then they want to start booking them after we get, you know what I'm saying? We get the league. So it went from, fuck that. We sticking with Sig U Philly. So we did one event in Philly. It was cool. But I was just like, nah. I ain't, I ain't really feeling it. Like, Okay. Like, I, I ain't really feeling it. So, we have to go back to the drawing board. Like, the Sig U Philly shit ain't it. So, then it was like, we need something universal. Push your pen battle league. So, that's what this thing is. I was wondering that the whole word. time. Push, push, it, push, it, push, it, push your pen battle league. Before you get to that. Have one of the most controversial. Oh yes. Oh, here we go. And this, and this right here, white battle rapper. That shit made national. National. I mean, I've seen that shit on every every podcast I listen to. Donkey of the Day. TMZ. TMZ. Motherfucking Diva. Hot ninety seven. Everything. Source Magazine, Complex so Magazine, locked. Wendy Williams. Yeah. No White Wolf is White Wolf. No. William, William Wolf. William Wolf? William Wolf. William the White Man Wolf. Yeah, we gonna call him the White Wolf today. We gonna call him White Wolf today. Mm-hmm. This white man took it upon himself to go into a battle. Live. Just live. Just say the word. 
that y'all pretty much fucking banned from saying. Mm. I'm gonna let the man that had. Yeah, we gotta let you tell that story. We gotta let you tell a story because motherfuckers tell a story however they want to mm. tell it. We gotta get it. When I was story. listening to Drink Champs and I heard Nori talking about that shit, mm. I was like, my nigga lied me. That's the first thing I said. I'm not, the, I'm, I mean, that, work. That's not the way niggas wanted it to be, but I know, but it's, it's crazy. funny as hell because I'm at work and I'm hearing him talk about it. I'm like, these niggas yo, don't even know. Yo, this you know what's wild? You know what's wild? Like people who I know that don't even fuck with battle rap reached out to me like, yo, son, this shit is everywhere. Uh, everywhere, like, yo. It, 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 was, it was crazy. So, all right. So this is what happened. Like William Wolf, um, just coming off winning rookie of the year, you know. Sorry. White, white dude. You know what I'm saying? William Wolf, dude reached out to me, said he wanted to battle. I gave him an opportunity. Um, he battled here, um, probably had like seven, eight battles and, you know, definitely was one of our top prospects. Um, somebody who, who really was down for the league, loyal for the league to a certain extent. And he had ran into, um, uh, this dude Avenue C, the guy who he battled. They was at an event somewhere and, um, they was just talking about, you know, if they ever battle, whatever the case may be. Um, there's an interview clip of it, but it's not the whole interview clip. I want to say the part that's missing. I want to say, uh, uh, Avenue said, you look like the type that would say the word nigga in the battle or some shit. Mm. Think it's cool. And he said, if we battle, I would say it to you because his angle was always, I love saying shit or I love doing shit. Knowing nothing's gonna happen to me. That no, that, nigga. That, that, that right there is pretty much been his slogan. You see what I'm saying? So he will always say on his battle, like I love talking shit, knowing nothing gonna happen to me. Whoever takes me, that was always his thing. So what happened was this was like maybe the, like the summer of um summer of 2019. They were somewhere. They had this conversation. It was filmed, and uh, I think it was before they were booked. So what happened was uh, he was like, yo. I would say it, and basically you ain't gonna do that. He was like, "Yo, you say it, I'ma steal you," and it was recorded. So you fast forward. All right, so push your pin battle league. Like I said, I own five leagues, and I don't have time to do a lot of the shit that I used to do. So um, my girl Jay Ashley, salute to her. I put her in charge of doing the booking for Push Your Pin Battle League, and the first assignment that she had. As far as doing a full card was the January 18th Killer Be Kill card. So because she knew the history of these dudes and they, you know, they was talking shit and the dude Avenue C is in a squad with her fiance, my man, Yo White. She decided to reach out to them and book the battle. So she comes to me, she says, yo, I booked this battle. How do you feel about it? I think Wolf is probably going to win that. But I mean, that's a battle that, you know, you wanted to set up. All right, cool. William Wolf is coming off winning rookie of the year on this league. You know what right. I'm saying? We do rookie of the years, you know, every year for the rookies. And out of the new guys, he was he was the most consistent. So what then happens is what then what, 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 what then happens is um uh Wolf, I guess, let people in his squad and people not in his squad hear his round or his rounds. Okay. It was a three round battle. Some of them, he let them hear the edited version. 
Some of them he let him hear the explicit version. Some people said, nah, bro, you shouldn't say that. You shouldn't right. use that. That's not smart. They were his you know friends. Then some people were just like, man, whatever, man. Go ahead, man. Like you talk like that regularly. You know what I'm saying? Don't, 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 like ain't nobody gonna do nothing to you. You know what I'm saying? So what what happens is uh they go to do the battle. And if you watch the footage, he says it, he gets punched, and he looks to his left, and he looks to his right at his people like, yo, your motherfucker said it wasn't nothing going to happen to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, like wasn't yep. nobody going to, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how it was. But, but, but hold on. But in his, in, in his weird, in his defense, he was kind of set up. And this is why. If you, y'all aren't going to know the people I'm talking about because, you know, y'all aren't in tune to battle rap, but there was, everybody talks about the dude in the blue, that stampede, like that, that was, that was one of his, his mans, whatever, who stepped up to defend him, and his whole mindset was, yo, like, that was my man, I don't give a fuck what he said, like, you punch my man, like, I, I'm, I'm on, right, you know I'm saying? Go, yeah. Now, the other dude, who was on the other side, who had the cup, um, he was, a dude that was in his team, and this is where he felt like, you know, pop, they set me up type shit. Because he was one of the guys that was like, yo, go ahead and, you know, say it. Right. But that same night, he switched sides to oh, be shit. on the squad of the dude who did the punching. So, it was, so, so it was kind of like the dude who did the punching knew he that he was, once, he was basically informed. Right. Like, yo, he he's, he's, he's definitely going to do it. Now, I think that I don't think I don't think Wolf's intention was to get punched to create the moment, but I think that the reason why he said it was to create a moment and bring attention to the league. I don't think it was that type of attention. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's it, it, it's pros and cons. The the pros are that situation got media attention from every platform. That is the biggest thing to happen in battle rap history. You know what I'm saying? Right. But the negative part is the league still has not got the recognition like it should. And the bad thing about it is in battle rap, the negative is positive. The positive is negative. So y'all look, talk about this dude getting punched for dropping the inbox. He's yes. not the first to do it, and he won't be the last to do it in battle rap. A lot of white dudes do it, and they get away. They don't, you know what I'm saying? The culture <laughs> picks and chooses who they want to scrutinize. You know what I'm saying? Okay. My issue is positive is negative, negative is positive. So all your media platforms that talk about this white dude dropping the M-bomb in the battle and getting punched in the face. But y'all won't talk about last June when we did an event and we raised 630 pounds of food. You know what I'm saying? See, see that that's my issue with the culture. They pick and choose what they want to bring attention to. They never want to bring attention to, to the positive. If you watch, if you watch, if you watch uh RBE battle, uh Sharon versus um T uh, uh Chef Trez who's out now, Sharon the white dude, like he kind of reenacts this shit or whatever, but he's like making fun of it. But the point that he's trying to prove is that yo, it's crazy that the culture gets recognized for something negative right? like that. And all these media outlets want to talk about battle rap when this happens. But when it's, you know, just the, the sport of the, the lyrics, the, the, the rhymes, the talent, they don't want to bring attention to that. You see what I'm saying? And, and that's the fucked up part. I thought that would be 
battle rap will be the next evolution of hip hop because I think it's still on its way. It's not on its way, and I say that I say this because this hip hop started off. Hip hop started off as the DJs taking break beats mm. from disco records, mm. right, and just spinning them shits back and forth. Mm. The DJ was the main thing. Mm. You would have a rapper come in off of these break beats yeah. and rhyme. Yeah. And off of that, eventually the MC started coming to the forefront because they, they came to hear the MC, but you still had the DJ get these break beats and these little sections of these beats to play. Right. So I thought saying how, how evolutionized from the DJ to the MCs taking the forefront to the mm. DJs being non-existent. Mm. Battle rap is the new battle rap is a new thing. Mm. I don't understand why battle rap is not taking hold that these bigger these bigger entities not saying, you know what? Rap is getting diluted. Mm. Rap is really getting diluted by mm. all these rappers. With the SoundCloud mm. rappers mm. and all this, why not promote this thing that is still is raw? Mm. It is raw. And it's well, so what about that? It's about that caffeine. So, 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 so here, so here, here, here is because that was my question. Here's the thing about that: the best rappers in the world right now are in battle rap culture. Yeah, they are. The best rappers in the world. With is fucking battle rap up the same as that way is fucked up mainstream hip hop is money. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Money is what's fucking it up. Because now battle rap is the new music industry. The yeah. leagues are the labels. The battle rappers are the artists. You see what I'm saying? The leagues are the labels. The battle rappers are the artists. So when it comes down to like South Jersey battle rap, I'm like fucking. I don't want to say shit like that's a bad example, but I'm like I'm I'm, I'm like I'm like fucking I'm like Fifty Cent. You know what I'm saying? I'm like Fifty Cent. Like I'm 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 gonna just I'm gonna just put it that way. I do I use Fifty Cent. Um, but the bottom line is what happens is a lot of these guys have different battle rap goals. So some people just want to rap. Some people just want to rap. Like I just want to rap. I just want to talk shit. I don't care about nothing else. I don't care about getting paid. I don't care about views. I don't care about fans. I just want to talk shit to my opponent. I just want to rap. Mm -hmm. Some of these other niggas, they want to be famous. They want a bunch of views. They want hoes. They want all kinds. They want groupies. Like these niggas want to live the rock style. Like some of these dudes that some of these dudes in battle rap, they are the shit in battle rap. But then they go home and they're nothing. Like, wow. like, like, they ain't shit. Like, some niggas, all they have is battle rap. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, what ends up happening is you have to ask yourself, when you're a business, how do you market these guys? How do you promote these dudes? Now, some of these dudes make themselves marketable. Like, right. the homie I was telling you about earlier, Maul Casanova, like, he knows how to market himself. Some of these other dudes, they need a push. You know what I'm saying? They need right. you to market them, you know what I'm saying, for them. But then you got some guys that they're hard to work with. You know what I'm saying? A lot of them are unprofessional because every because because because, <laughs> because my thing is White Wolf. The game didn't start. The game didn't start with their being structured. 
Because when I came into it with a business mind, I'm like, why the fuck is everybody so unprofessional? And a battle rapper told me, like, yo, think about it. Nobody ever showed us. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever, no, 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 nobody, nobody ever, you know. Do you remember the original, these niggas was battling in closure. These mm-hmm. were niggas that were just hot in the city. Yeah. That nigga would get to come into local clothes shop and battle. Mm-hmm. Some of the clothes shops I've been to, they just, mm-hmm. those spots in the fucking hood mm-hmm. that stole merchandise mm-hmm. off the back of the truck mm-hmm. and sold it in their fucking Facts. store. Facts. Right. That was so they would get these niggas. I got a nigga hot from Harlem. Mm. Okay, I got a hot nigga hot from Brooklyn. But that yeah, that I'm was just like, yeah. yeah. That's when I'm gonna bring these niggas to the shop. Jay Z, big up. That's back when yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, 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 that's that's a, that's a little that's a little different. Like it was more like it was a battle battle. Like back Who's then, better? it was more like our my man from. Long side is better, better than your yeah. man from Lemon Wall type shit. You yeah. see what I'm saying? I'm gonna bring and yo, we gonna meet, we gonna meet up at the CD mixtape spot, yeah. and they gonna battle, and that's what they did. And it was just and a nigga with a camera. Nigga, nigga with a camera, your, your, your smacks, your 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 Condidos. You know, you had all of those type dudes. Shout that was, out to Condito. Shout out to Condito. You had all of them dudes that was that was filming them Jones, getting interviews and shit like that afterwards, and like. Battle rap then was a little different. Like the DVD era really wasn't battle rap. The DVD era was niggas spitting long ass verses over. Yes, the yeah, yeah. That's what that shit was. Who, was you, who, who versed the longest? Like nigga, you spit for fourteen minutes on a beat. You know what I'm saying? Outside of a car. I don't know, you man. Cassian Freeway with Jones was a little Cassie bit different. Now, that, that was different. That was that was a battle, but that was also like... Freeway, they didn't tell Freeway, though. Who, who, who verse was better? They you didn't tell Freeway. But at that time, listen, at that time, you remember, like, them dudes was hungry, so they didn't really care about it. Like, they was hungry, they had just got deals, or they was working their way to try to get a deal. Right. So so it was whatever. Like Freeway could would have battled twenty niggas a day with all the verses from his first album. Right. You know what I'm saying? It didn't it didn't really <laughs> it didn't really matter. You see what I'm saying? So so when you when you look at it now in the league era, like the league era is a little more it's a little more organized, it's a little more structured. Well, I ain't gonna say it's a little it's a lot. But there's still a lot of organization. You know what I'm saying? That right. needs to be, you know what I'm saying, handled because you got battlers that are agreeing to battles and they're not showing up. They're not coming prepared. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot. It's a I've lot, seen it's, that. It's a lot of different things. So now you got to ask yourself, all right, you're a sponsor. I want to sponsor this battle rapper, right? Okay. I'm watching your battles. I see you in the footage smoking weed. I see you in the footage drinking. Forgetting your lyrics. Yeah, I see you, you know what I'm saying, not remembering your shit. Do I want to invest my money in that? Is is, is that is that the type of product that I wanna I wanna have represent me and my brand depending on my brand? No are you are the next evolution in hip hop. Think Mm -hmm. about it. Big. One of the biggest artists out there. Mm. When Diddy had big Big was still busting traps in in the process of getting booked mm-hmm. and not getting on with Diddy, Diddy saved him a few times. You watched the documentary, mm-hmm. but you gotta think, battle rap is still at the at its infancy, or 
you want to take over? You want to be again? A, yo, I don't give a fuck. Y'all niggas get mad when I'm going to say this. You're going to be a bunch of old white Jewish men taking over how they did with rap? It's possible. Or is it going to be brothers? Or is it going to be brothers that you have? This is the this is the next evolution of hip hop, battle rap. Because I'm not I'm not gonna downplay it. Rap now is getting fucking diluted. Niggas still wanna hear bars. You wanna be able to be like, let me play that shit back. Bars again. and theater. Let me play that. Because that's what it is. Oh, it's it's shit missing. Back I mean, the storytelling aspect is missing. The creative, the, like, the, yeah. the, like. All of these fucking songs sound the same. It'd be the same beats. It'd be the same fucking flows. And it's just like, some people are tired of that. So people that are tired of that, they usually turn to battle rap. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And battle rap is, is great. And now it leaves like Verbal Warzone where you uh you could battle on beats. Matter of fact, I'll be back. Oh, in the really? Ring. I'll be back in the ring soon. I got a battle coming up. Oh, but, yeah. Um, oh, um, shit. Uh, you know, when, when, when you have these different platforms, that are displaying the competitiveness is different because these dudes you hear on the radio, they're not competing. No, they're not, not competing. At all. It's one, you can competing. play all the music right now and it'd be one giant mixtape. It wouldn't switch. You can play mm. all their music and lined up perfectly and it would never, the mil- so what about what about that and I don't know too much about the deal but the the whole caffeine thing with uh with URL I mean that's that's a URL situation I mean clearly you know caffeine and Drake and I'm um, seeing you know opportunity to be able to capitalize on the culture just like we were just talking about because there are people that that are doing Drake that. is half Jewish and, and, and it's one of them things where <laughs> it's one of them things where you know they clearly cut a check for them to yes. distribute their content yeah. on their app which brings more traffic to their app right. you see what I'm saying which if you're getting the traffic and all that other stuff you know I, I don't necessarily know how it works with traffic numbers and apps, but I'm pretty sure they're they're going to get some type of incentives for that. So it's business. You know what I'm saying? Like you have like like the way you have music, and then you have the the business of selling music. Right. It's kind of that way. It's becoming that way with battle rap. You know what I'm saying? It's like you have battle rap, and then you have battle rap business. It's not gonna be as pure. Here, here, here's the thing. The the, the the platform and the art form that people love, which they say is battle. I love battle rap. I love battle rap. But y'all motherfuckers is always talking about the most negative shit in battle rap. Y'all niggas be talking about Adi Boom snitching since this nigga battle dropped or since before it dropped. But what about the bars? Did he win the battle? Did he rap better than this motherfucker that he was battling? Like nobody wants to talk about that. And 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 it be the it be the goofy shit. That people want to bring their attention to, like even like with going back to the the whole the whole um, white wolf, the whole yeah, going back to that type of situation, it's like he could rap, like he could really rap, like right. the dudes with the talent, he could have won that battle and would have won that battle without, without that saying. moment. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But the problem is the opinions. Fucking call me, dude. 
Somebody, yo, he rap. Oh, he rap? He nice? Yeah, he like, let me hear something. Right. Yeah. That's the era we come from. These new motherfuckers, man, you tell them they trash, they ready to jump out a two-story right. window nah, and kill themselves. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, oh, like, like, you like, hating. Like, no. like, like, yeah, bro, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, 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 you hating, like, they cannot take constructive criticism. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's like, it's like a thing. So when I got into battle rap as a league owner, and I'm like, nigga, that was trash, or, or, or nah, whatever. It wasn't. You're a league owner. You're not supposed to say that. I remember my listen, trash is trash. I remember my very first. I remember my very first event, right? My very first event. These dudes had battled, and one dude called out something that the other dude had said in another battle, and I was there. I was at that event. So when he called him out on it and said that he said it, dude, whole squad was like, no, he didn't. Because they edited out the footage, uh, so so I'm when I confirm when I confirm, you know what I'm saying that I, it was said, motherfuckers is mad at me. They're like, you fucking leave on it. We ain't supposed to be sitting there in the green. You see what I'm saying? And my whole thing is like, well, where the fuck are these rules at? You know what I'm saying? Like, where are these rules that? Wait a minute. So let me get this straight. I'm supposed to book the battle. I'm supposed to pay for the battle. I'm supposed to promote the battle. I'm supposed to provide the four walls and the sun. I'm supposed to do all of this shit. Yes. But I'm not allowed to say who I think won or lost. That's some bullshit. Okay. <laughs> you know that, what I'm saying? That, like they want that. you, they want you to be politically correct. They don't they they, they, they don't want you to, to, to hurt their so, so it's kind of like you have to cater to their feelings. You see what I'm saying? Thing missing from battle rap. Battle rap. Nobody knows what is no, is no fucking overseer saying, mm. "Hey, don't talk about killing somebody's daughter." No, no, no. you uh, won the ball. And if that's what because, oh, well, I think that's because that's, that's, that's what because that's what because that's what YouTube took away. When so when when battles came on YouTube and they put the 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 who won who lost in the hands of the viewer. It's like this: two dudes battle. All right, they drop the battle on YouTube. It gets a hundred comments. If fifty people say this one won, and fifty people say that that one won, in the in the minds of the person battling, they didn't lose. Even if even if seventy five people say, "Yo, that nigga got smoked," Damn. that one person that said the other dude won, the other dude gonna run with it. Yo, look, think was somebody that said I yep, won. Fuck out of here. That, you know what I'm saying? It's I, crazy. That's the thing that's missing from battle rap. Once you learn... What up, Maul? We're just talking about you, bro. Once you learn how to get them judges in, certified mm-hmm. judges, mm-hmm. maybe say these are dudes that... Certified judges? So listen, you this, gotta is go to classes. this is what happened. Battle rap right classes? This, this is the excuses with that. They was biased. They was biased. They always wasn't fucking with. No. Like it's always gonna be. Like it's always gonna be some type of excuse but because some niggas can't handle defeat. But that allows you to have the rematches. That allows. But, you but, to but, have but the see, rematches. this is that's the thing though. Now listen, 
Speaking of, I'm, I'm gonna combine two things to what you just said. So, y'all know we had the belts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, in order for you to win a belt, you have to battle, and it has to be judged. So there's going to be a clear winner or loser. Right. You see, what I'm saying. Now, speaking of rematches, I love rematches. So what I would do is like, I would book a battle, and I would make it a one round battle, like one round four minutes. Okay. And if it, and if this one brings it, and this one brings it, and it's like. Fiery, like, yo, it's debatable. I can't pick a winner. Like, they both was coming. All right, now we're going to do a three-round rematch. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, other leagues don't move like that. You know what I'm saying? Other leagues don't do it like that. Other leagues are just like, all right, y'all battle, and it ain't going to be judged. Don't, don't give put it the on sauce. Y'all put it on YouTube. It's like me, I tell motherfuckers how I feel. You see what I'm saying? And it's like, it's gotten to the point where, like, people was really upset with me, like, how could you like like they make it seem like this? They make it seem like if you say that they lost, every other league owner in the world is gonna see this and be like, Well, I'm not booking them ever because he <laughs> said that they lost. But you gotta understand how losses how losses transpired. Well, I think Cassidy proved that opposite. But no, because I, it's about business. That's the reason with Cassidy. That's about the business of battle. It has nothing to see. The, the the people who are running the business, they don't give a fuck about the fans. They don't care about the fans or whatever. The fans' opinions, it doesn't matter. You don't listen. It's Chick-fil-A. You buy it or you don't. There's no dollar menu. There's no value menu. You buy it or you don't. So it's like this. I got something it's to like add this. to that when you It's done. like this. Cassidy, right? People are like, oh, Cassidy, Cassidy trash. Yo, shout out to Cassidy, though. Why would they bring Cassidy back? Because Cassidy is bringing attention. Yes, he, he is. He's advertising. You know what I'm saying? He, he's generating He's generating revenue. You know what I'm saying? Right. So they like, oh, nobody wants to see Cassidy. But I bet you well, they shit. book him again. Yeah. And they say it's going to cost you $100 to watch it live. Or it's going to cost you $50 for the pay-per-view. Motherfuckers is going to pay that shit. Yes. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna pay that shit. Because no it, matter what. With that brand, no battle rapper is bigger than the brand. The brand is what's big. Okay. That's why you see battle rappers battle there and they do certain numbers and then they battle on other leagues and they can't they can't duplicate it. Because it's the brand. You know what I'm saying? The the, the brand was established before this league era. Going back to the DVDs, so it already had a following. It already had a it already had a following, a cult following before it even went to the league process. Right. Once you get to the league process, it's like just expanding your business. It's like having a mom and pop spot. You know what I'm saying? And then it blows up, but you already had a certain amount of followers, loyal customers, loyal customers much, yeah. before it even got to that point. Like Hell that's yeah. pretty much what it's like. But that's. That's how box okay analogy boxing. Mm -hmm. I watched a triple G triple G and Canelo fight. Trash. Nah, that fight <laughs> that fight was good. I and, and, that was I wasn't which here. one? Which one? Which one? I wasn't here. Both of them. The first one, Triple G, Triple G clearly won. I don't think clearly. He clearly won. I don't think he clearly won, but but ahead. they knew Canelo. Was the money maker and Triple G was getting old, so they had to push him out of the way. Mm. So they said it's a tie, mm. even though Triple G beat Canelo. Okay. Canelo got his shit right, got mm. a little bit sharper, came back, 
and I ain't gonna lie, he whipped Triple G's ass. Mm -hmm. Triple G lost, the young pup won, and he's the new face. That's the thing with battle rap. You gotta look like, damn, you've been doing it for so fucking long, and you were up here. Mm -hmm. But we got this fucking young pup that just fucking annihilating anybody that we put him up against. Your career is dwindling. You're pretty much done. I gotta have this new dog take you down mm -hmm. and become the new face. Maybe, maybe he didn't come 100 percent with his first one. Do you beat him? Mm -hmm. Or I'm gonna give you a tie. See, 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 in battle rap, I agree with that, but I disagree with that. Because here's the difference. In hip-hop, we all know that hip-hop is the only platform where age is an issue. Yep, it is. Battle rap is not. Battle rap is not. You got niggas that don't start battle rap until they 37 years old, 38 years old, 40 years old. Like, it's old motherfuckers in the battle rap. Like, some of your favorite battle rappers, you'll be like, I didn't even know he was that fucking old. You know what I'm saying? But then you got young motherfuckers that started so early that if they've been in the game 10 years, they still young. So somebody started battle rapping, let's, let's just say they started, let, let's say they started in 2010 mm -hmm. and they was 18. They only 28 right now. Yeah. So that, so, so they still young in the game. They, they are OG and they a legend if at, they've been doing their thing, the but, but, time. but, but they super young, but then you got some that was making music, music wasn't working. So then they went into battle rap. And now, you, you starting your battle rap career 36. You've been battling for 10 years. You 46 years old. Like, Swave 7 is old as fuck. That nigga's old. You said who? Yep, Swave 7. You know what I'm saying? From New York. Like, that nigga's old. Like, he's like the Coogee rap of motherfucking battle rap. You know what I'm saying? But he, he's dope. He still gets booked. You know what I'm saying? How old, fuck with him. How old is, uh, what's my man name? Not Murder Mook. Uh... My other man named Little Lux. How old is Little Lux? Lux gotta be about 40. Lux. I remember Lux battling. Lux, gotta be Lux battled. Lux started at the. He gotta be about 40. Lux 40. started at the shop. Lux started at the clothing shop. Lux started there. He's been around for a minute. Lux been around. Listen, Lux been around for a minute. I remember my dad trying to make like loaded Lux fucking. What's them tapes? 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 He was pointing at the camera and squeezed the trigger. I come to the nigga crib like two days later. He's like, you can't believe what I did, son. I'm a young boy. Nah, they give me my shit back. Damn. He had a bullet hole in the fucking camcorder. So wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. So the camera hold on. was just shot sitting the up there. You had enough. You had enough. You had enough. Nigga, that's when I was wilding. Like, I had. Oh, God. I, before my dad got locked up, I had 
I remember riding with that 45 in my daughter's baby back. Because we just had guns moving. Information, man. So <laughs> but that's me. That's almost, nigga. That's really almost twenty. Damn near twenty years ago. Eighteen years is old. Thirty-seven. This old. me at eighteen, nineteen years old. old. Yeah, nigga. I was doing foul <laughs> shit. <laughs> All right. This is old too, nigga. This is almost. This is almost. This is eighteen years ago. This is old two, old three. I did a lot of crazy shit, nigga. Know how. Oh, yeah, Y'all know how. Y'all know how I was. I, I, oh, I know exactly know. how you were. Okay, and niggas, I smiled so much, but niggas knew who I oh, These shit. niggas knew who I really Yo, was. Kev. So, 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 we gonna put a limit next time on the uh, on the tricks that we have. I'm chilling. We need to have a gauge. We need to have a gauge on the side when we're watching it goes up with Cam drinking, and then when it gets to a story, we're like Max Limit, like Cam's over and done, like an experience. I'm gonna cut that out. No, don't cut that part out. We're gonna do that. Yeah, that's good. Cool, this right? nigga is bad as the legal but I have <laughs> two times. <laughs> I had back then when I was young. Oh, so you gonna keep going? Yeah, yeah. okay. Back then, I had a lot of wild shit going on. Niggas know know me because they see me smiling, but I had a lot of. Can't crazy read the room. Oh, here it gets <laughs> dark. It gets dark. Can't, can't read the room though. It gets dark. I take a piss. Yeah, you can take a piss. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, let some of that alcohol out your system. So, all right, so so that I, holy fuck. So where we're at now? You say you own five leagues, mm-hmm. right? What's the next step 
for the push your pen league is everything push your pen or you still got no nah, man no 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 um so these are the five leagues so you have uh sig you battle league is the main league so okay. sig you would be like um the yep. dev jam okay you know i'm be the dev jam then you have uh Push your pen battle league, which would be like Island Def Jam. Island Def Jam, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Now, to go back into the history of the leagues, the the the, the, the most important league that we purchased was NOC. NOC number one contender battle. NOC is the first battle league in South Jersey. Okay. It was started by a white man. By the name Craig Lynch. That's, you know what I'm saying? I know oh, Craig Lynch. Now, 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 now here's the, thing. <laughs> here, here, here's the thing. If uh, any of y'all should remember, I did my first battle rap event I did before the league era was 2006. I did the joint in Berlin. And then I did another one in 07 in Williamstown, the BFW. I do And those events laid the, the, the blueprint. For people like Craig to be inspired to start a league right. during the league era. So I remember, you know, him calling me and asking me for advice and stuff like that. And he was doing events, you know, VFWs and people's backyards and shit like that. So, you know, a lot of the battle rappers from our area, from Lindenwall, from Sicklerville, from Atlantic City, they battle on his league. You know what I'm saying? They battled on NOC. You know what I'm saying? So it's a lot of history with that league. So um, I think it was like 2014, 2015, 2014, I think it was, he tried to do this big event, had all these investors and shit. And people have to understand, like, battle rap doesn't work like the block. You can't say, oh, I got a thousand dollars to invest in an event or something, I'm going to flip it and make two, it doesn't work that yeah, way. You know what I'm saying? Like, nothing is guaranteed in battle rap. So what ended up happening was, he had all of these big names, he had all these investors, he had all these sponsors and shit, and the event flopped. The event flopped and it it, it, pretty much, the best it pretty much killed you know the brand killed the league. He fell back, you know, fell back from it. And a couple years later, we went to him, made him an offer. He turned it down. And then about a year after that, we sat back down and he said, "Listen, I, you know, I'm not doing anything with it. I'm gonna sell it to you guys because I love what you guys are doing. I respect your brand. I know y'all know the history." And I know y'all gonna do what's best, you know, for the brand. So we bought it in. So it was kind of like I look at it like not to make it race thing, but like slavery when you finally get the forty acres and a mule. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. That you that you deserve because somebody built something up off of the blood, sweat, and tears. You know what I'm saying? Of saying. our people, and to be able to take that back was a huge accomplishment, you know what I'm saying? So that's the the that's the, the pride and joy league that I'm glad that we purchased because of the history behind that, you know what I'm saying? Knowing where it came from. So um, you have SIGU, you have uh, Push a Pen, you have NOC, um, then you have the Torture Chamber. The Torture Chamber used to be LOS, League of Shadows. That was the, the, the first league that we uh, merged with. And then the fifth league, <laughs> the fifth league was um, a league called the Panic Room. The Panic Room was created for the rookies, rookies that have no footage. So if you just say, "Yo, I, you know my man, he rap, he make music, he don't, you know he don't, he don't battle, but he, he ain't got no footage," 
And you know, he just won an opportunity. That's what the panic room is for. The panic okay. room, the panic room was created for the guys who have no footage, the rookies. You okay. know what I'm saying? So it's like you make it through the panic room, then you advance and you get a torture chamber. You Yo, do, this shit is you, like that's impressive. No, you do good in like, the, you do good yeah, in the torture chamber, and then you advance to either NOC or push your pen. And then if you excel in one of those, then you can get to see you. I, I feel like that's uh, dope as shit. doing that mm-hmm. is what could push it to the next level. Because yep. to me, it's like, well, I'm interested in That's that. a you whole different type of it branding in battle rapping itself. And then, listen, but listen, Pete, this is dope. This is where it got crazy. Remember, I told y'all we had the vision, we had division with the belts. We yeah. wanted other leagues to, to do their own thing with the belts. They didn't want to do it. We said, fuck it. We're going to start new leagues, buy new leagues, and we're going to rebrand them, and then that's what we're going to do. So every league, even the original CU League, we got new logos for. Okay. Because we wanted a new look. You know what I'm saying? We got new logos for all, all the leagues. And every league, except the Panic Room League, eventually get got its own belt. So CU has its own belt with its own champion. NOC has its own belt with its own champion. Torture Chamber has its own belt with its own champion. Um... Uh, Push a pen has his own belt, own champion. Then we decided that before all of this stuff, you know, happened where we are now, we wanted to start a women's division. So we have the oh, queen man. of Sigu belt with the queen of Sigu uh, champion, okay. which going in, once everything opens back up, we'll start putting together queen of Sigu events. You know what I'm saying? Where they're all female cards. You know what I'm saying? Or or, 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 or battle of the sexes type cards. You see what I'm saying? Word. And we have no problem with anybody that wants sauce on other leagues to come against our talent. But at the same time, what we did was we made our leagues rival each other. So now, we do a, we do a draft every year. Okay. We do, we do a draft every year. We draft people to these leagues. We have five leagues. We have 80 battle rappers. Dang. Spread this out. Is- you know what I'm Wrong. saying? We have 80 is war battle versus, rappers. Uh, nah, you're a raw. Raw, raw, yeah, versus raw, war. Ver, raw, no, raw war, no. Nitro. Yeah, raw saying? versus Nitro. Monday night, it was Monday night raw Monday night versus war, Thursday you know night something. And, 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 and then you had, you, had, you had raw versus Nitro. You had SmackDown versus Thunder. There, there. Yeah, you know I'm saying. And it was Raw versus SmackDown. Yeah, yeah, and then Raw versus SmackDown. That's what you y'all are because you're, Raw, you're one Raw, company. Yeah, yeah. With, with so it's like yeah. Raw, SmackDown, NXT, all of that shit that that WWE got. So yeah, I, I kind of copied that formula, and we have uh we have our talent rival each other. So now you got NOC people that are like, oh man, we NOC, fuck sick you. Oh, we sick you, fuck Twitter Chamber. Oh, oh we push your pen, fuck that. And it's like, y'all all under the same umbrella. And it's like, I'm sitting back like, this vision Keep for a it long going. time. Keep but it, it took time to actually make it you, come to life. You really have the next level of which hip hop is supposed to evolve into. Mm-hmm. So question, if you all right, so say um, you've gotten out of the panic room. How how would you go 
if you were the top in the panic group, how would you be in the next level? You have to battle someone who's in the next level. No, sometimes some, some, some I just take one battle. So, like, all right, for example, we got a dude named J Dev. Now, J Dev is, is not really a rookie. He's like a rookie, but not a rookie. Like, he has one battle from like 2013 or some shit. And he, he battled, and then he just kind of faded back and focused on music and shit. So, he decided he wanted to come back. We booked him and put him in the panic room. He did so fucking good that it was just like, nah, you don't belong here. You don't belong here. You know Better than them. So then we booked him again for uh, the torture chamber. And it's like, the plan is like, all right, you did your thing in the panel room. Now let's see what you do in the torture chamber. You do your thing in the torture chamber, we can put you on the main stage. You see what I'm saying? Okay. And now, you know, you get the battle on a different platform. So we have, you know, the, the main stage events where they battle on the stage. We have the small room events where, you know, you battle in a the, in the smaller environment, more like pit style. So it's different things that we have going on with the league and, and with the platforms within the league. So every platform gives you a different feel. Okay. So if you battle at a SIGU event, it doesn't feel the same as battling in the push your pen event. Even if the events are in the same building. Okay. One sure. might be on the stage. One might be pit stop. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's battling in panic room doesn't feel like battling at torture chamber because it's a different type of pressure. When you battle in that panic room, it's your first battle most times. You know what I'm saying? Your first battle ever. Or your first battle mm. on cam. You see what I'm saying? So it's a different pressure. People are watching you that don't know you. They are going to judge you. They're going to scrutinize you. They're going to criticize you. So it's just like, damn, like I'm rapping in front of all these people that I don't know. Don't I've fuck never up. Seen before. Don't yeah, fuck don't up. Fuck exactly. up. Right. As where torture chamber is just like more of a comfort it's more of a comfort level, but it's still like it's like it's like the panic room is like the NBA G League. You know what I'm saying? Then you hit like the torture chamber, which is like the D League with a possibility of a major tryout. You know what I'm saying? Then it's like you get to NOC and it's like you got a 10 day contract. You see what I'm saying? Then it's like you make it to SIG U and it's just like, all right, now you in the position to actually make the roster. So these yeah. niggas that's in the league is like 2K characters. And they come in <laughs> and, they, and they try and build they sub up to the NBA. Make it to the All-Star game. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, yeah, but you gotta have a goal. So, so if you a champion in one league, like say you a champion in the torture league and you wanna move up, you gotta battle somebody in that next league, or is it just judged off of what you've oh, done? What, you, what do you mean by moving? so? So you say you got belts, right? Mm -hmm. in, in each league, and say you have a belt, and you're the, the panic room champion. Yeah. Well, there's champion. no champion in panic room. So say, torture chamber. So you, you the champion. Yeah, yeah, you the, you the, you got a belt. You got the belt in torture chamber, but. Now you ready to move up to that next league. You know what I'm saying? You got this belt. Bigger stage. How do you get, is it the same way as you would in Panic Room? You know what I'm saying? So like, it's like, all right, so, so, so it works like this, right? Um, Every league has a 20-man roster. 
except okay. the panic room. You know what I'm saying? Because the whole plan when you go to the panic room, the the goal is for you to do good enough for you to be able to be considered for one of the one of the, the league's rosters. Okay. Right. So let's say like you come and do a panic room today and you like don't you stand out. I'm about to. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what ends up happening is Real. your name gets submitted in the city you draft. Okay. Which happens in December. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, okay. So 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 each league except the panic room has a representative. And those representatives switch every year. So like last year I was the GM for Sigu. This year I'm the GM for Torture Chamber. My man Funeral Man is the GM for Sigu. Jay Ashley is the GM for Push Your Pen. My man Lacar is the GM for NOC. So that means that we pick the people we want on that roster. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Based on previous performance? Based on previous performance, but at the same time, based on, you know, matchups you might want to set them up with, based on who we feel as though is best for that league brand, okay. you know what I'm saying, and representing that brand. When they get booked, they're going to show out, they're going to do their thing, and it's a win for our team. Absolutely. You see what I'm saying? So, um, what would happen is, if you did a, if you did a panic room and you did, you did your thing, we would say, all right, you know what, Kev did his thing. We want to, you know, we're interested in submitting his name in the hat for the for the uh, the 2021 Sigu draft, whatever. So now it was like, all right, boom, that's what you want to do. That's the first step. Now what ends up happening when you're on a roster, based on your performances and how you do, moves you up and down the ladder to be considered for contendership. Okay. See what I'm saying? So if you do three, four battles and you just running through niggas, now it puts you in a position to be a contender for that belt. You see what I'm saying? Okay. If, if nobody else been working like you. Okay. So now what ends up happening is every October we do an event. We've been doing an event called Halloween Havoc. Yeah. Last year we changed it. It's Halloween Havoc Night of Champions now. This is an event where all four champs battle, defend their belt, the belt is on the line, and two hundred dollars is on the line. Mm, okay. So now you both parties have to take it serious because the person who got the belt is like, "Yo, I, I can lose my belt and two hundred dollars." And two hundred. The other person like, "I could win a belt and two hundred dollars." Mm -hmm. So it puts a different type of pressure on these dudes because they want to battle, and the best two rookies that have battled throughout the year will battle for rookie of the year. Ooh, Ooh, see, you I know like what I'm saying? That. So this makes the event so much more dope. Do another you show. You know what I'm saying? Do they, another it make, it makes, show. It makes the event so much, <laughs> so much more dope because now it's like, damn, I get the battle, I get to get the money, uh -huh. I get to get the belt, I get to get the bragging rights. Like all of that stuff is, is different. So these are the things that we set in motion. To make everybody do one or two things, the two slogans: one, step the ink game up, and two, push your pen. Also, that's the reality show. Me of, uh, it reminds me, like you say, you did like the WWE model. Mm -hmm. I remember at one point when you had the Rock running, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but you had Chris Jericho mm -hmm. killing SmackDown. Facts. That's who you want to see. Mm -hmm. Then Jericho mm -hmm. is the man at SmackDown. 
mm-hmm. but you got the rock at a ball. Mm-hmm. He's in and out because Jared will be the international, international intercontinental champion. You like? I need to see him mm-hmm. go against the champ. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put pit him mm-hmm. against the rock. And that's how you did it. It, it was a smart thing because you got, even though they're the same thing, but you have this man. Like, when you watch SmackDown, you wanted to see Jericho come out, talk his shit, not get into a real bout, but maybe, like, somebody he's talking his shit, a nigga rushed the ring and he fucked him up. So here's my thing, and everybody knows how wrestling is. Can there be one person with two motherfucking belts in the league from two different, you know, parts of the league? Can a person have a belt from uh, back down and raw? Yeah, it's like, all right, I got the side you and I got the push it pin belt. You know what I'm saying? I'm running both of these shits at once. Well, we've had we've had uh, we've had people talk about that. You know what I'm saying? Like. That's, I mean, you got to think about it. That's had, how it happens had, in, we've had, in, yeah, in, we, in we've, wrestling. We've, we've yeah, had I mean, people talk about, you know, unified champ and all that. Here's here's some history. It's been, it's, it's been four years, right? Uh-huh. And it's been this crazy, it's like, it's, it's like a, it's like a, we call it the sick you curse. So, the first belt was the sick you belt. Every champ that has defended that belt lost his first title defense. Oh, um, okay. The ne- second belt was the push a pin belt. Every ch- it's only been one champ. Well, it, it was one champ before now. It's two champs now, but the first champ who won it in the tournament, his first title defense, he lost it. Mm. The NOC belt was won in the tournament, so the champ hasn't defended it yet. So we don't know. The torture chamber belt was won in the tournament. Weirdest shit ever. The champ gave the belt away to his upcoming opponent because he decided to retire from battle rap. What? So the current torture chamber champ won the belt and didn't By even default. But default. default. But this is what's weird. He had a title defense at Night of Champions and he broke the curse. He's the first champion who so won man. his first title defense. But it's kind of a question mark because he didn't really win the belt. Technically, he just initially won the he, belt the first yeah, time. To me, that makes the story so, more interesting. So, so it's kind of like you was handed the belt and then you defended the belt. And, told and then you won. Then you won the def- you won the title yeah. defense. He told you know me why. So, it so it's a little different. You know what it is? You wave a fucking stick in front of the homie fucking line. Mm-hmm. You gonna go after it because yeah. you're lying in some. Or retired line. Yeah. Nah, but you got a line that's eating every fucking but listen, day. This, 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 this the weird shit. Compared to a fucking line, mm-hmm. they got that steak waved in front of him. Mm-hmm. You want this? Come mm-hmm. get it. Mm-hmm. That nigga got that steak waved in front of him. It's gonna go. It's gonna do whatever he can to go get it. That was definitely that one of the weirdest situations. Compared to that line right. sitting back like I already got my food bought to me. I'm like we had a we had a we had the battle book. And here's the thing: the dude who had the, the chant at the time, he didn't even let me know. 
like the opponent calls me like, yo, guess where I'm coming from? I'm like, wait, I'm coming from such and such house. Like, fuck are y'all doing hanging out? Like, y'all got a you battle. You should have to return y'all, that y'all belt. Got, y'all got a battle getting ready to come up. And then it was just like, yo, he gave me the belt. Like, what the fuck you mean? He you should have to return that like, belt. Like, like, listen, I was like so pissed with that situation. But it's kind of one of them situations where it's like, remember, this dude just won the belt in the tournament. Like, he just battled, like, 10 other dudes and won this belt, right? So, he says that he was going through some personal shit and this, then, the third, or whatever. He gives the belt to the guy that was the number one contender for the belt. Okay. So, the guy who has, you know, who had the belt, he got so much hate and backlash that it was just like, damn, like, yo, I'm ready to just give the belt back and say, fuck it. Like, I ain't know this was going to come. Like, because people are like, oh, man, fuck this. That's some bullshit. Da-da-da-da-da-da. And it's like, why y'all mad at the man who has the belt now instead of being mad at the man who gave the belt away? Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Clearly, the man who, who gave the belt away couldn't handle the pressure of ha- having the belt in the first place. You see what I'm saying? So... The man who has the belt then defends the belt wins. It wasn't a it wasn't a good win. It was a sloppy win, but it was a win. Right. You see what I'm saying? So now it's kind of like, all right, well, what do you have to say? You see what I'm saying? Because he's the first Sig U champ to ever defend his title and win. Mm-hmm. Everybody that's won first Sig U champ was Funeral Man. He won the tournament. His first title defense was against K. Illa. He lost, or whatever. K. Illa won that belt. K. Illa waited. Should have defended it early, but waited. He defended it months and months later. First title defense. He lost it. Mm-hmm. So now we're going into. He lost it to Jay Storm. So now we're going into the third Ziggy champ. Jay Storm never lost that belt. Jay Storm had some legal shit. He retired. He forfeited the belt. He forfeited the belt. We did a whole new tournament. We did a whole new tournament. Hollywood Clay won it, who was the very first Philadelphia battle rapper to be the Sigu champion. Mm-hmm. He had his title defense months later against LP Dame, who beat him and won the belt. LP Dame is probably the longest running Sigu champ. He, he had the belt the longest with no title defenses. He finally defends his title. He lost to Amazing B-Boy from, from North Jersey. And he's the champion now. So it was like, that belt, everybody that's defended it. Lost that they shit. They lost that shit. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Really, like, 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 it's crazy. It sounds like these niggas have the belt and think I'm in fucking title to mm. fucking keep on to my shit instead mm. of saying, you know mm. what? These fucking young lines are mm. coming at me. Mm. Let I me was bring WWE. Let me bring my well, you got shit. The belt, you held on to it. Let me bring this shit that won me this title mm-hmm. to this motherfucking battle. Mm-hmm. And it's saying, saying, you know, I'm gonna ride off my fucking name mm-hmm. that got me. I'm gonna mm-hmm. ride off that whole nigga fuck with me. Mm-hmm. And when you watch the WWE though, when they had the belt, they tried to hold on to that belt as long as possible so, yeah. before they defended it. it. But, but, and then when they listen, found out who they had to defend so, it against, they did not like it. So, you know so, what I mean? So to pretty much sum up, because we went way off, like what you were saying, one of the reasons why you don't see two champs battle is because these motherfuckers always lose the title defenses. 
So they don't hold the belt long, long enough, enough to, yeah. to even be able to say, all right, well, I battled this person. I beat them. I'm still the champ. You know what I'm saying? You battle whoever. You still the champ. What's up? Belt versus belt. Title versus hey, belt. Make the amazing D-boy. You know what I'm saying? Make Bro. it happen. Bro, he needs to beat one person. He needs to have a title defense first, right? And I see this young nigga coming up for me. I'm going to study every fucking battle this nigga had. I'm going to mm. say it. I'm like, damn, this nigga. Yeah, but that don't this. necessarily mean you're going to win. But yeah. you still, but, but, but you, you still but you know win. what? In battle rap, is a little different because it's, it, it's like, it's the respect thing. So it's kind of like if I don't respect you, sometimes people stoop down to the level of competition. Yeah. And that, and that, and that's what, like, for prime example, like my man K. Illa, like, he won the belt. So this is what we do with our champions. Because there's a couple other ascendants that's in there. So when you win a belt, you win the belt. But we also give you a big name battler as a as a reward for that. Now, it may like, not be like a Reed dollars. Is, uh, I know Reed had a battle there too. No, nah, Reed didn't battle here. Cicero battled here. Cicero. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was Cicero. Cicero. Oh. They, my we, fault. We was gonna set that up though. My we fault. We gonna set up Sis and Reed, but they, well, Sis fucked that up. That's a totally different story. But anyway, um, I fucked that up. It was Sorry. one of the. It was one of them things. <laughs> it was one of them things where we get them, you know, a pretty decent, you know, what I'm saying, name to battle, so they have it on their resume. You know what I'm saying, and with like my man Kayla, what happened with him was, he he won the battle, and he got relaxed. It's like, all right, I'm the champ. I got a name. Mm. I'm ready to battle my name. I'm ready to cash my money in the bank. Like, let me battle this nigga now. And it was just like, bro, instead of you take, like, you won, the, you won the belt, enjoy the shit for a couple months, and then you need to Sharp defend the, the title. Yeah. I don't think you ready for that name yet. He was like, oh, no. Nah. We got him a name. He lost. It was his first loss. I think it was like 14, 15 and 0. Damn. He lost once we brought a name down here. He showed he could hold his own. So it, it was a good look for the league because it's like we showing that our talent here in South Jersey could fuck with these right. dudes that are on the top level. Mm. But it was it was a reality check. You see what I'm saying? Right. So now he went on an ass-whipping streak. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Oh. So every other league he battling on, he's there. I got the belt in the city chance. Boom, fuck him up. Fuck him up. Fuck him up. Fuck him up. Now you come back to say you. This is the nigga that you were supposed to battle before you took that name. Mm. So now he's already pissed because you slept on him. You overlooked him to battle the name you lost. Right. And you went on this tour whipping ass. <laughs> now you back home. And like you said, you got the hungry nigga. So now y'all battle. You won't take him serious. He fucks you up. You lose the battle. You lose your belt. Yeah. But 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 this but this is what the people who lose the belt a lot of them say they feel like when they lose the belt it's a pressure and weight lifted off of them because when you're the champ it's different because remember you got some niggas who just want to rap it's about the competition right then once they reach a certain level they become content so it's kind of like you hungry oh trying to make this money we got to grind we got to grind we got to hustle. Then you start making enough money, then you like, ah oh, man, whatever. I'm man. good. I can, to I can, them niggas, I say, watch that last dance documentary. Y'all been hearing about that, man. 
Dress up like Joker. Oh, that's been on them. That's been on them. Yeah, I was always curious about that. Yeah, but you gotta have that mindset in the back of your head, like what got me this belt. That nigga that got me this belt, I gotta go beat this motherfucker. This motherfucker that got me this belt, I gotta go kill this motherfucker that got me this belt to show you that I'm more deadlier than this nigga that got me. Absolutely. Come for my shit, I'm going to show you. Absolutely. Don't come for the fucking, don't come for the king's head. You come for the king's head, you're going to be dead. You're supposed to say you be dead. dead. So, so what's next, man? What's 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 next for you? Nigga, and, and, control and, me already. In that, uh, control me already. Yo, this shit is hilarious. Who that? <laughs> Nah, let me see that shit. This is the torture chamber chant. So I'm battling the torture chamber chant. Oh, that's who you are? Okay, that's who you got on the books. The charity chant. CBC chant. What is this? We battling my man Jim B. Dot. What's this nigga's name? Jim B. Dot. So what happened? Jim B. Dot. Jim B. Dot. So what happened was... It's a league called Verbal Sorry, War Zone. Verbal War Zone, um, they're the league that you battle on beats. They did this tournament. And um, the tournament was cool. Now, before we before we get into the tournament, going back to William Wolf, after that situation, uh, Wolf and Ab, they was going back and forth on the net, and they were talking about making diss tracks. They were talking about... They, 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 were, they were talking about they were talking about they were talking about uh they were talking about making uh diss tracks or whatever right so somehow my name got bought up somebody was like yo like i think wolf was like i'll smoke you and i'm like what like I, I, like these motherfuckers like you remember these motherfuckers just know me as a league owner right they don't know that i rap you know so they don't know you know my backstory so what happened was um uh avenue c dropped like three diss tracks Against against Wolf, sorry, and like you know other people and shit like that. Okay, call the names. So up. I did a, a live review because they were all trash, like like they were they were trash. So he was like, "Oh, well, you know, I, I, I smoke you too." All right, listen, man, it ain't gonna be be it ain't, it ain't gonna be no more Elijah Beer God smoke talking. Fuck both of y'all. Let's get it on. Okay. So I made shit. the first track. I made a trilogy. The first track was What Avenue C Should Have Said to William Wolf. Put that out. And I rapped as Avenue C talking to William Wolf. The second track was What Wolf Should Have Said to Avenue C. I rapped as 
William Wolf dissing Avenue C. And in both these diss tracks, I diss myself. Anything I thought they was gonna say about me, I diss myself. Mm, you did, oh, you that's all the end. Then I made a third track called Beer God Strikes Back, and I diss both of them. And it was just crickets like, all right, yeah, this motherfucker really rap. I ain't, I'm, I'm, I'm just. I'ma just go over here, you know what I'm saying? Let me get back working on mixtape. You know what I'm saying? So it was one of them things where it was like, alright, I just did that to prove a point that I could fucking rap. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people can rap. Here's the difference. In battle rap, it's not just about if you can rap. You gotta rap and you gotta be special. If I was to be in battle rap, I wouldn't be special. I'd just be a nigga that could rap. You know what I'm saying? Some of these niggas is special. You know what I'm saying? And it's like when you flip it and you take them from the battle rap world and you bring them into making music. That's so a much, whole different thing. It's a total different thing. It's not see what I'm saying? Yeah. See, 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 in music, I'm special. Some of these niggas could just rap. You see what I'm saying? Because when you do music, you got to be able to pick out the, the beat selection. You got to be able to write. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So my whole thing is like, yo, when y'all talk that shit about wax, y'all can come in my world. Because y'all niggas might be able to outbar me and have better bars, but I can write better songs. You see what I'm saying? I can write better songs than yours. So you could talk shit about me for two minutes. I can make a diss record that's two and a half minutes, and niggas is gonna play it on repeat. Like I'm gonna hear that shit. I'm gonna hear that one that one line he said again. Or I wanna hear the intro. I wanna hear the shit he was talking about. Whatever. They gonna keep listening to it. You gonna talk your shit and it's gonna be what it's gonna be. So it's kinda like it's what you gonna do. So verbal war zone, I had been wanting to battle in there for a while, but then I was like, I don't know, cause I'm getting old. I don't have the memory like I used to have. And their platform is set up different. You go three rounds. So me and Kev is battling, Kev pick a beat. For mm -hmm. him to, to him and me to rap on. Let's so let's say he say he picked all about the Benjamins beat, uh. right? Okay. And then I pick a beat. I pick Wu Tang Triumph, right? For both of us to rap on. And then, and then the third, and then the third, and then the third beat, the lead picks. So they say, but we gonna pick Buster Rhymes. Put your hands where my eyes can see. Here's the here's the thing. We gotta write the all three beats. We gotta write a a, a, a round to all three beats, right? But you don't know what order they gonna play them in. So now we standing face to face. They might play the Buster John first. Now he got to do that John. Then they play my beat. Then we got to do that. Then they play his beat. Then we got to do that. So it's one of them things where it's a mind fuck. You see what I'm saying? So you got to know, so, you know your lyrics. Yeah, you got to know. You got to know. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, I don't know if I can do that. So then they start doing. So then they start doing one round joints or whatever. Then the pandemic hit. So they said, well, we're going to do this tournament. But it's going to be a dish track tournament. So it start being where well, we gonna get you a we gonna get both of y'all the same beat and whoever has the better joint they okay. advance type shit. Then it went to well y'all could pick y'all own joint. So they did this tournament and based off the feedback I got from the the trilogy of diss tracks, they was like yo bro you should have been in this tournament. <laughs> so I like start checking it out and I'm like yeah that nigga trash like all right, I'm better than him. Like, <laughs> yeah I could have been in this joint you know what I'm saying like, I could have been in this joint if we just talking about. Niggas just wanted to rap. So they do it. So my man kept telling me, like, bro, you got to get in the next one. You got to get in the next one. Like, you dope, you dope, you dope. So I'm like, fuck it, man. Like, I'm bored. Ain't shit else to do. What else? So I'm like, all right, sign me up for the next one. So then they go live. They're like, yo, who want to be in the next one? I'm like, me. They like, uh, 
all right, we pulling names out the hat at like seven o'clock. I'm like, the fuck? Like, I didn't think it was going to be that fast. They put like 32 battle rappers' names in a hat or 32 people's names in a hat, pulling the names out. They pulling the names out. Pull my name out, beard guy. Next, Jim B. Dot. And it's like, oh. Like, this is my man, you know? Like, we were just hanging out today. We was just out yesterday. That was a different <laughs> Like, it's, it's, you know what I'm saying? Like, Sorry, saying, like, like listen, uh, them saying me having to battle Jim B. Dot is damn near like them saying I got to battle Joe Coleman. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, that shit is, like, that shit is, you know what I'm saying? Like, that shit is, like, that shit is weird. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, <laughs> Alright, so now niggas are like, Is Joe Coleman JB dot? You can't no. Nah. Yeah. So they like, so they like, they like what would the B dot? They they like, yo, they like, yo, you uh you can't you got you can't take it easy on him. Like he ain't your friend in this. Like this is battle rap, like fuck all that other shit or whatever. And it's like, it's a win-win for me. Because if I lose, which I'm not, but if I lose, it's like he beat a league on. He's only a league owner. He wasn't oh, supposed to be in this. Man. Because they got me as the underdog. Everybody got me losing. But if I win, then it's like, damn, dog, you lost to your league owner. But then if I still lose, but I keep it to the point where they was like, yo, he lost, but yo, his shit was fire. That's a total different level of respect. Because you got to understand, I've been around for four years, and these motherfuckers don't know that I rap. I don't play my music at my events, none of that shit. Like, the shit that... The average Joe Blow would do. Separate. I keep it separate yeah, because yeah. of how I work on it. Like it's hard for me to work on battle rap and work on music. You know what I'm saying? I like to when I have my attention on something, I like to have my attention on it. Now that I've been getting in the in the groove of working on the music again, I'm looking like, yo, you really can fucking rap. You see what I'm saying? So now it's like I have to battle my man, I have to battle my friend. You know what I'm saying? And it sucks. But it's just like, all right, cool. So I said we're gonna take this, we're gonna take this promotion to a different level. Because I get tired of the typical shit. Yeah, man, they got me battling this nigga, man. Fuck you, I'm gonna smoke you, nigga. I'm gonna kill you. Like they say this shit on Facebook all the time. So what I did was I took um a picture of uh Stan from Eminem. Uh, and I made a meme. I seen that shit. I made a meme and posted that shit in the I movie. seen that shit. And then he responded, you know what I'm saying, with Eminem and he made his own meme. And then I responded, and we was going back and forth. So I seen him that he was like, yo, you can just go keep trolling me. Like, let's make this shit interesting. Like, this is like it's crazy is <laughs> this is one of the biggest battles in the tournament. Like, my whole plan was to just rap, fuck somebody up, make it to the next round, and be like, all right, thank you. Good night. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like, I ain't trying to take no shine away from y'all niggas. Like, y'all niggas really want to do this. Like, I just want to rap. I just want to show that I can rap. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now y'all got me battling a, a, a friend of mine. And nine times out of ten, it's an awkward p- p- position for us to be in because I'm his boss. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm his boss. You see what I'm saying? And then moving to the next round. One of us is going to probably have to battle a nigga that's in his squad, mm. who's also part of my league. So I'm going to have to battle two of the dudes that battle for me, or I'm going to battle one, and then he's going to battle a squad member. This nigga's undercover boss. You see what I'm saying? So it's a, it's, a, it's a crazy situation regardless of who wins. Like, my whole thing is... It's a win-win. All, it's a win-win. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not really a lose-lose for me. 
It's like if, if niggas say, yo, that shit was fire. Like, you lost, he got you. I like this shit better, but I fucked with your shit. Yeah. This shit was dope. That's enough for me. That's credibility. You know Ain't nobody gonna be like, oh, that nigga shit was just straight trash. Like, he's not. That's just not happening. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> First of all, so this is what they did. They put us in the group chat and they said, well, y'all have to submit y'all beats by tomorrow, which is today. Because this, okay. this was yesterday. He put his beat in there first. He lost off beat selection alone. The oh, beat, shit. beat tape was terrible. So it was like... Can, I, can like, we know or no? Oh, yeah, I can let y'all know. Offline or offline? Offline. I'll let y'all hear his beat. I'll let y'all hear his beat. I even let y'all hear some of the shit we I got. Not, off, we're not going to disclose it. All right. Y'all <laughs> he already did. So, 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 so look, so look, so look, so look, so so then, so then what ended up happening was um, he uh, he posted his beat. I posted my beat, and he was like, "Yo, y'all sure?" He says, "Yeah, I'm sure." I said, "Yeah, I'm sure." So we started trolling. I seen the day we we talk. I'm not going to say what he said. But it's one of them things where it was like, all right, cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, we not going to walk away from this battle hating each other. You yeah. see what I'm saying? I'm going to just leave I'm gonna leave it at that. But at the same time, like, I got to shoot motherfuckers like, I can rap. But these battle rappers are like, oh, man, you got to get personal. You got to do this. You got to. And it's like, dude, I'm not willing to fuck up with friendship yeah. over y'all. But I do want you to understand that, dear God... Shit. The, the the league owner versus beer god the rapper ain't the same person. Cause once I'm in the booth, it's a different hat. You know what I'm saying? You dealing with a total different animal. You know what I'm saying? Y'all see me being nice, y'all see me being humble, y'all see me being positive and shit like that, whatever. Because I'm in a different phase of my life. You see what I'm saying? Like I have to find shit to make me angry. The motivation for this shit. You see what I'm saying? Like if like when you go with somebody you don't fucking like, like boxing, you don't like that boxer, you're like, I'm gonna fuck this nigga up. Yo, I, don't, I can't stand, I don't like this nigga anyway. But when it's like somebody you cool with, it's just like, ah oh, man, like, I hate that it gotta be you. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. it's like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like it's, <laughs> yeah, 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 you know what I'm saying? It's 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 a little different, you see what I'm saying? Because there's like it's gonna be backlash regardless. Like it's gonna be like we're fighting in neutral playing field because we're not on my league. We're on a total different league. Right. So there's no room for biasness. You know what I'm saying? There's no room for people to be like, oh, I rock, I'm picking the boss or I'm picking. Like people are fucked up right now. Like damn, I don't know who to go with. Like this shit is crazy. Like this is something. Like we created something big on somebody else's platform. And it just lets me know how much and respected my platform is. For me to battle one of my battlers on another platform, and you got people actually saying, like, damn, I don't know who's going to win. That goes to show how good the talent over here is and how dope I must be. If some of y'all really like, yo, Elijah can rap. Like, I see the shit like, oh, Elijah can rap, but such and such won't win. Or, yo, this dude, he got a good chance, but don't sleep. Elijah can really rap. Like, some that know, some are just like, He's a fucking league owner. He's not gonna win. Like, what does he know about battling it? But it's this tracks. We make it. It's not about yeah. you standing yeah. in front of me, no beat, and who say the most. It's you about who makes the best diss track. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 
I've been doing this shit forever. Like this is like this is easy. This is like asking a nigga if you know how to put a condom on. Like this shit is easy. You know what I'm saying? Like this shit, like, 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 like this shit easy. This shit. The fuck is a condom? Like like this shit. Yo, this shit right here, yo, this shit right here is fucking easy as shit, yo. So so when is this pop? I mean. So when is this tournament supposed to take place? And where is All right, it so th- this how they doing it. Um, like I said, we had to submit the beats by yesterday. We have to submit the the song with a video. We have to shoot a video for this shit too. Oh, so we have to do a song and a video by next Saturday. Who the fuck is paying for all this you shit? Know what I'm we have, well, they want us to do do a video on our phone. Like it ain't gotta be like an actual music. Now you can get that done, cool. But they wanted to pretty much You'll be win simple. If you, do that. you know what I'm saying? They pretty much. Wanted, <laughs> well, nah, they saying that it don't really matter. Like they like. So this is what they saying. They saying that your video quality and your sound quality aren't really points. It's about your flow. It's about your Man, bars, listen, and it's about your discontent. Those are the three things. Those are the three things that they're mainly judging you on. So you gotta have the song submitted by next Saturday. Song with the video. If you only submit the song and you don't have a video, you get disqualified, and your 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 opponent advances to the next round. Because what they do is they take your song, they take your video, and they match it up. Just like if they were editing oh, okay. a music video, and then what they do is they drop it on their in their Facebook group, and they drop them side by side, and they put a voting poll on it, so people get to watch both back to back, listen to them, and then decide who they feel is the one. Oh, now shit. they have seven judges, but that's when that video quality comes into play. Yeah. So they have seven judges. <laughs> one judge is the fans. Okay. okay. The other six judges are all individually picked, like the league owners and stuff like that. Um, I think like one of the producers who who who's offering beats. Um, I think uh the video guy that's offering uh video work. So it's like if you whoever wins the whole thing, they get like a couple of dollars. They get a, a free video. They get some, a couple hours of studio time. Like it's a package. Oh, sure. that yeah, you, that it you, works for them. It's a it's a package that you get. You know what I'm saying so it's it's worth it. You know what I'm saying for a lot of people, whatever. But me, like it's just it's just you're more exposure. I'm doing it for sport, and exposure. it's just yeah. more exposure. So it's just like it doesn't really hurt. Okay, yeah. that's what's up. Shit. So uh, so what's what's next? At this point, at, at the, uh, like what's what's next? Like, what's your future plan? Well, I feel, I, well, I, well, I feel like this. I feel like battle rap is is starting to rub off. I mean, it's get it's getting to the point where like I've overly accomplished what I wanted to. Um, I don't really know what the next phase is for that. It's like Marvel Marvel movies. I don't know what phase four is. Uh, I do, but but. Oh, but I'm sorry. For 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 myself, um, working on more music. Uh, I'm doing an album right now called uh, Passive Aggressive. Um, I plan to. I mean, depending on when the studios open back up, hopefully I had it done by the summer. I'm working on Passive Aggressive. I'm working on um, a little EP called After the Event. So. Some of the songs I got for that were the first songs I actually did where I 
introduce myself as beer god. Okay. Um, so it's basically a short. It's it's, it's a mini. It's a mini story, you know what I'm saying, about a battle rap event and what happened after the event, you know what I'm saying? So it's a nice little joint. Uh, then I got um, another project that I started way back in like 2015, which is also like a, a, a audio movie called For Her Ears Only. Um, yeah. Which, yeah, which is a, it's, a, it's a story about uh, a woman who's in a relationship, she's married, and she pretty much is dealing with a ex of hers who doesn't know that she's married. And it's a, a, it's a lesson for all women. Bitch. Who, right. think about keeping I, I know. I you know what I'm saying? So that thing is definitely going to be finished. It was supposed to be me and my man Jay Fresh from Texas doing it together on yeah. some like best of both worlds type shit. And, you know, between him signing the deal with a label and new management, he's contractually just wasn't able to be able to finish what we had started. So I decided to take it upon myself and just, you know, make it do what it do. So I got new material. I started working on that. So I plan to have that done by, by Valentine's Day uh, for the women. Then I'm also working on uh, a project called uh, Summer 84. Summer '84 is. Did you know about '84? Summer. Hmm. I was born '84. So summer. Summer '84. So, so was I. Summer '84. Summer. Summer '84 is gonna be. Um, okay, old niggas. It's gonna be like the 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 soundtrack to the summer leading up to uh, my birth, but it's also a it's also a story. It's also it's also a, um, a story about. Uh, it's really about my 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 dad. And okay. so it's like it's like fictional and true at the same time. It's like if I was to make a movie about just about the if I was to make that. a movie about about my dad's life based on the things that I heard and I seen, um, mixed with some of my own imagination. That's what Summer '84 is pretty much about. So so that right there is that, and you know doing features here and there, doing little songs or whatever here and there, but. I think that I'm really waiting for Chuck to uh, <laughs> get back on his shit so we can work on this 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 last album that it be called the final address the final address will be the name of the last project that I'm going to do when it comes down to music I mean I, I mean I'll still be making music but as far as like putting a whole project together like mm. that shit takes a lot out of you. But other than that, um, my next, the next thing I want to do, I've been thinking about um, doing a couple comedy shows. Oh shit! Um, really? Yeah, I've been thinking about doing some SIGU after dark uh, comedy shows um, because I have, you know, I know a lot of comedians. Um, and then I also actually thinking about going to open mic, man, because I got some shit I'm just thinking about trying to test out as far as some stand-up comedy. That's something not, I wanted to not do full-time, but I just wanted to tr experiment with it. We were talking about that, too. Yeah, I wanted to experiment with that shit one time, yeah. but what I really want to do, and I've been wanting to do it for years, but I got to get the right team together. I want to work on writing a movie. I was literally, Yo, that's what I, I was trying to yeah, ask yeah, you. That's I want, crazy, I want, motherfucker. I want to work on writing a movie. You, know what specific, you got a specific movie in mind? I got or two. Or you're just like you, in I got two types. Of, I got two types of movies I want to do. I mean, I got your typical, uh, like, 
like hood classic. Well, actually three. I got like your typical like hood classic type movie that I want to do uh, like on some Friday type shit. <laughs> and um, you know that right there, like those 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 you know they they never die. But I also I got a I also have a uh, I got a, a black zombie movie I want to put together. Oh okay. shit! Now yeah. that's original. Yeah, but black zombie. Yeah, I want to do. A, I want to do like a black zombie movie. <laughs> You'll be one of the zombies. Uh, <laughs> Our life is a scary movie. Yeah, I, yeah, I want. Yeah, I want to do. I want to do like a like a black zombie movie. But I also wanted to do like um like an action movie. But it's crazy because the idea I had these motherfuckers bought the life. So I had this idea for for uh. For this movie back in um, uh, 2000, it was like 2012, where a guy had uh, got an accident. He had amnesia, but he had a bunch of tattoos, like a lot of tattoos, similar to myself. And basically, what ends up happening is he he uh, he, com- yes. he, he comes out of his coma. Basically, the people around him, like a lot of people, are lying to him. You know what I'm saying? Like some some people are acting like they're his friends when they're not. They're taking advantage of this dude, you know, telling them shit that ain't true. Right. And what happens is every now and then he when he may be like in the shower, he'll look at a tattoo and the tattoo is low and it helps him get his memory back. That's cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you 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 know you, you, you know what you know yeah, I'm talking about. So so it was one of them yeah, things yeah, yeah. there was a thing where it was this show. Oh, it was um, a girl with a dragon it, tattoo? No, no, not that. No, it was it was a show that came out on like NBC, ABC, and shit like that. Yeah, so it was like, damn, like that was kind of like the idea so on the right track. Track that, that I had, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So it was just like I kind of like fell back from from that idea. But I would want to do a black zombie joint because that hasn't really been done. And right. I mean, of course, like the, the, the ghetto comedy joints, I think the reason why a lot of them are successful is because they're relatable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But this if, is what if, like like like, like right. I wanna do I wanna I want the visuals to be on point. Like yes. I don't like I don't even really care about bad acting because a lot of classes have bad acting. I just want the visuals to be to be cool and I want them to age well because I look at certain movies now, like we was kids, like yo, that shit was classic. I look at that shit now, it's adult. That shit was trash. Like I remember, like Blue Hill <laughs> yeah, Avenue yeah. was a classic. Yeah, that yeah, was. Yeah. I look at that shit a couple yeah, months ago as an adult with my wife who never seen it, and she's looking at me like, the fuck is this shit? Like you said, it was a classic. Or yeah, but you and know, that like, was a long time ago, yeah. and that was. Yeah, I'm saying, when you look at it now, and you look at like the editing, you look at the, you look at the. You look at the, you look at the, the damn quality and shit. It's like it's terrible, man. It's just terrible. It's it's a lot of movies like that, but we we wanted to get into that stuff too. I, I tell people now, uh, because we started this, because other than this, we got the you know the media company as well. Like, if you got an idea, like we, that's what we talk about. If you got an idea. Just, just get it out. But see, right I want it, like, like it I want, like I want my shit to be like really, really organized. Like I want it, I want it to be to the point where I can say, like, yo, I want to do this movie, and the budget is like only five thousand dollars. 
or ten thousand dollars. Like a fuck hard it. Yes. Fucking thing. To you do. know what I'm saying? Like, like, listen. But I wanted to be on some shit where, like, not impossible though. I don't. I don't. I, I want to get maybe like two, three people that people be like, oh, I seen him before. I seen her before. But I really want most of the people in the movie to be people that I know. Oh, not, you know what I'm saying? I want to be people that I know because the characters that they're going to play are going to be based off of those people's personalities. Okay. You see what I'm saying? So, 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 so if I got, so if I got, so if I do a movie, if I do a movie and I got a, a, a character in there that is a producer and that nigga might be fucking Big Ron, you know what I'm saying? I will holler at Dre like, yo, Dre, we need you to play Big Ron in this fucking movie. Or we just need you play to play Big yourself. Ron. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 on some shit like that. That's because what I tell my wife to, me, to call me. Because. <laughs> <laughs> call me Big Ron. Because, yo, like, that's, that's what it's about. Like, it's about people being able to connect with those characters. You see what I'm saying? Right. So it's kind of like, who could play you better than you? Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that makes the most sense. Nobody. Can't nobody play Big Ron better than me, man. Yeah, that <laughs> I think that there makes the most sense. So, you know, I think about a lot of this shit, and it's just about actually writing the shit down. Like, what I like to do is, as I've gotten older, I like to start writing shit down and have right. it be organized on what I wanted to do. When I was younger, I used to be like, yeah, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this. And then you start something and then it's like, all right, now I'm going to go to the, you know what I'm saying? It's like, mm-hmm. you know, you're not actually taking the time to start it out and finish it. So like with going back to the battle shit, I was able to sit down and write out like, all right, we're going to do this. You know what I'm saying? Then we're going to get this belt. And then we're going to do this. And then we're going to start this league. And then we're going to do the draft. We're going to do that. But I also had people around me that I was able to let know. And then also get certain feedback on like, all right, I think that's going to work. I think that's not going to work. Even though I'm going to do what the fuck I want to do anyway. <laughs> Even if you're not with it. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, right. you could be like, man, that belt idea is a dumbass idea. You see what I'm saying? I'm still doing it. Like, I remember my, one of my uncles was like, nigga, you want to start a tattoo magazine? Nigga, nobody want to read that shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it was like one of them things where it was just like, if I had listened to that, I would have never did it. Right. But I did it because I wanted to prove to myself it could be done. You see what I'm saying? So it was like, like... There's a lot of shit I've done that motherfuckers don't know. I had a fucking fragrance, too. Did you? A what? Yep, a fragrance. I had a unisex fragrance called Roland DeMarco. And okay. I was supposed to start it. I was supposed to start. I was supposed to start it with, uh, with uh, what's his name? Ryan Thornton. Me and Ryan Thornton. Oh, shit. Me and Ryan, listen, me and Ryan Thornton was talking, like, years ago. Like, when I say years ago, I'm going back, like, 04. And Ooh, I was like, yo, I was like, like, like we was going through this, uh, we was coming together, we was talking, I was like, yo, we should do, you know, some work together, and, you know, and we was talking about some things, and I was like, Roland DeMarco, I like that name, yo, like, that shit sound expensive, you know what I'm saying? It do sound like, expensive. Like, 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 and, and he was just like, man, and he really wasn't winning, so I was like, fuck it, so I, I just, like, kind of scrapped the idea, so then, after I did the magazine, and I seen I was able to do that. I was like, oh, I'm going back to this fragrance shit. So I had um I had watched um uh what's the shit? Uh Boomerang. 
I was watching Boomerang and shit. Oh, God. I was watching Boomerang, and, you know, they had, you know, the Strong, strong J and Jay. all of that shit. So I had got inspired, and I was like, yo, I was like, man, I need to fuck around and get back to doing this damn uh, fragrance shit. So I had reached out to, uh, reached back out to my man, Dev Wade and shit, and um, I was like, yo, dude, I need you to make me a logo. You know what I'm saying? So he was like, oh, you know what? So I'm just like, yeah, man, you know, I, I was watching Boomerang and we you know, I, had first. This, <laughs> I had this, I had this, I had this, uh, I had this idea and shit. And um, he bought my idea to life and I went and I, I found a, uh, a scent company mm. and, um, you, know, you know, pretty much make me a sample. And it was kind of that thing where I had got, um, I had got um, the I got the fragrance, which is unisex, and I had got a lotion okay. that came with it. So it was, you know, it, it was dope. You know what I'm saying? It was it was dope. Um, I liked it, but the problem I had with it was I didn't know about distribution. Yeah. Because I'm looking at it like, damn. I got a whole bottle of, you know, this universal sex. Like, you could be a man or a woman and spray it on you and it smell good. But it's just like, how the fuck do I get this out there? Like, how do you compete with the the, the $3 oil man? How do you compete with the $5 oil man? You see what I'm saying? It's, it's, like, it's like I'm thinking like, 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 like how, how can I compete with him? You okay. see what I'm saying? Because I got the design, I got the, you know, shit came in like a bag that was like a nice crown royal bag. Like it was, it was, like it, was, it, was, it, was yeah, it was, it was dope. It's like, how do I sell this? This isn't music. You know, music, you know, you had CDs in the barbershop, CDs in the trunk, you know what I'm saying? Like you got shit like that. Magazines, it was, a, you know, magazines. Selling magazines was a little different. You know, you go into convenience stores, you're trying to work out deals, like, yo, here's my product. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to just drop some samples off. Yo, leave it in here. Y'all sell them. Then holla at me. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you, you, you had that, but it's like, I don't know where to go to for a fragrance. You see what I'm saying? So it was one of them things where I kind of just was just like, all right, this idea goes to the back burner. You know what I'm saying? But I did it. I wanted to do it. I made it happen. You see what I'm saying? So it was like, I'm just one of them people that anything I wanted to do, I decided to do it. Inserts podcast. Mm. You know what I'm saying? There you go. Damn, we ain't get to the yeah. We <laughs> ain't get to the fucking <laughs> podcast. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Crazy man, like everything I put my mind to, man. You know what I'm saying? I make this shit happen. All right, so to all right, so to wrap up, mm-hmm. we gotta get to the podcast though. Mm-hmm. Tell us quick, not quickly, but tell us about the podcast and what you got going on. All right, so um. I'll tell y'all my original vision for the podcast off air because I don't want nobody taking my shit. But okay. the, the basically the way that it is, as you see it, isn't wasn't the original vision for it. I just wanted to make sure that when it was done, it was going to be done right. You know what I'm saying? Like I always want certain things to be done right, and I want them to be done the way I want to do them. So people offer me podcasts. They're like, yo, you know, we got a studio here. We got the mics. We got all of this. Like, come do your podcast here. You know, we did Sig You Radio back in 2016. Right. And it was a lot, you know, doing that and having to, you know, pay the, the studio. And then you're doing it with a partner. And then your partner splits. And that was all on you. So my whole thing was, I'll come back. If I do a podcast, I'm going to do it the way I wanted to do it. And I want it to be a one-on-one. 
type feel. Okay. So with the quarantine pandemic or whatever, you know, you got mad time in your hands, and I figured, you know what, now is the time to do it. You know, I know a lot of battle rappers, I know barbers, I know producers, I know different people. Like, let me hop on the phone. So one day I called and I did 19 interviews in 24 hours. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I did 19 interviews in 24 hours. Like, my work ethic was just like, I know niggas already doing podcasts. You know what I'm saying? I know you got your Joe Buttons. I know you got your Breakfast Clubs. I know you got opinionated you know, podcast. podcast. You got a kilogram shit. Everybody, you know, the drink champs. Everybody doing their shit, but I want mine to be different. You know what I'm saying? I don't want mine to just look like oh, we just hanging out, just, you know, just talking. You know what I'm saying? I want to, to have my questions written out. I know what I want to ask the people. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I did. So, you know, I reached out to people like, yo, you're going to be free. And it was like, yo, that that first 24, 48 hours, I'm running interviews like appointments. Like, uh, nah, I can't fit you in at 430 because uh, I got a 430 interview. But I can, I can get you at 515. You know what I'm saying? When I'm done. Okay. So I was running them like basically like every half an hour. I'm doing these interviews. You know what I'm saying? Recording them, recording them. Um, Are they short? I, well, I, I wanted to keep them between 10 to 20 minutes. I understand why. You know what I'm saying? I get it. Now, some some went like, you know, 22, 25. I think the longest interview I had was like a half an hour. But that was usually like that 18, 20 mark is really where I was trying to keep it at. Okay. And then it was just like, I had maybe like seven interviews before I even had a logo. So then I was like, oh shit, I gotta get a logo made. You know what I'm saying? So I went and got a logo made. Then Def I- Def Wade? No. Then uh, <laughs> an, an amazing app, by the way, called Fiverr. I, I highly, I highly recommend that. Got it, you know And um, then I said, after doing the first couple, I said, I need, something to, I, 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 I need something. I need something to spice this shit up. Hmm. So I went back on that app. I got a, a, a British chick to do a drop. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I'm tuned to the fear of God. Subject matter, like, like I wrote out everything I wanted her to say. She did it. It sounds so. Sexy. By the way, it's called you know subject matter. Just yeah. subject matter. Subject matter. Yeah, I want, I wanted, I wanted, I wanted her to do it a certain way. She did it. So, like, my first like fifteen episodes all have like, uh, well, I'm gonna say like maybe like my first five episodes don't have her on there, and then maybe by episode five, six, or seven, even seven, I had her come on after the intro. And then after episode 15, I said, I'm changing it. I don't even have my intro on there. Like, cause my intro was about introducing who I am right. and all of the different things I have going on and combining them. You know what I'm sure. saying? And what inspired the podcast. Now it's just like, I have her come on and then we go right into it. You know what I'm okay. saying? And I got that idea from the Breakfast Club. You know what I'm saying? Cause uh, you know, the Breakfast Club. say Joe Rogan. You know what I'm saying? Come on and I don't listen to this podcast. I know about it, but I've never I've never watched this podcast. But I watch certain people podcasts like Joe Buttons. I don't really I don't like Joe Buttons. You know what I'm saying? As a person, I don't like him. But yeah. I think that I think that he does say certain certain good shit on his joint. But I like the fact that he drops podcast episodes like around like every four days. So I pay attention. Two times a week. I pay I pay attention to that shit. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I pay attention to you know, the Breakfast Club. I pay attention to certain things that people are doing. And some of that, you know, I kind of take them. But as far as the presentation, 
of what I'm doing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like I want to start mine out this way because it works. Once everything opens up and gets better, I have a whole idea, a whole layout of how I want it to be. But it's always going to be like that one-on-one. Like, like it's going to be more like you're getting to know about who is the person being interviewed. Yeah. It's not going to be like, we, you know what I'm saying, we Can't here. And, you know what I'm saying? It's just like looking like, you know, the, the, the yeah, we just talking like shit or whatever. Because... I know guys who do that. Like, I know guys who have podcasts that aren't podcasts. Them motherfuckers just go live on Facebook and be like, yeah, this is this is a podcast. <laughs> like, nigga, this is not a podcast. Like, all right, well, if I want to watch it, where can I see it at? Other than Facebook. Oh, nigga, just come to me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, yeah, man, just come to me, man. I got you, man. But, yeah, you know, subject matter. And honestly, like, where I got the idea for the subject matter podcast was Big Gent from Goody Mob. I seen an interview he did, and they was talking about artists working with each other back in the day versus now. He was like, back in the day, we had to be in the same studio and write together. Like, now they got this email shit or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He was like, Andre 3000 used to come in the, in the room like, are we working on a song? What's the subject matter? And I was like, it just hit me like, damn, subject matter. Like, subject matter podcast. Because I, I, I didn't want it to put me in a box. I don't want to be, you know, uh, I'm talking about battle rap all the time. Or I'm talking about barbering, or I'm talking about tattoos, or I'm talking about wrestling. Like I want to be able to talk about all types of shit. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And, that's and, how we felt. And I got a lot, I got a lot of love and respect for y'all because, like, I know y'all before this. So to see y'all come together, yeah, you know I'm saying, and all three of y'all are different. Like y'all always been able to gel. Y'all always been tight, but all of y'all are different. So doing a podcast where y'all have three different personalities able to bounce off each other, I think is dope. You know what I'm saying? Drunk, high, I think, sober. I, I, think that, <laughs> I think that when I watch like The Breakfast Club, that's cool. When I watch like uh, Joe Button's cool. But I think like that was also my problem. Like I keep seeing this somewhat three-person formula. You see what I'm saying? Now there are some podcasts where it's one person or it's two people and, and, and they bounce off. But I feel like the conversation between me and one other person could be so good, so in depth that I don't need other people. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Well, I see a lot of three, different style. Well, I mm-hmm. see a lot of three person podcasts. You got the one main dude and you got two other niggas. I don't give a fuck. Dicky mm-hmm. the first dude. Okay. They real shit. You dick eating them. Whatever the first main dude says, like buttons or whatever, or and not even Henry Charles, man. You dick eating them. Everybody got to say, agree with him, whatever he's talking about. Nobody has a disagreement. And if you see other shit that has a disagreement, it's just so fucking yeah, left field with yeah. the disagreement that the shit's like, all right. Y'all niggas just disagreeing with each other just so y'all can have a fucking show. It's mm-hmm. just this shit just being it's natural. natural conversation it's if you cool, if you want right? yeah, yeah. natural conversation like, if you're doing free form. Yeah, is is the is the best at least in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. that's kind of the way it goes. Um but uh yeah, we Talked about a lot of shit. A lot of shit. I actually had fun. <laughs> yeah, we had a great time. 
When Kev got drunk, it got funner because you just get to look at Kev do whatever the fuck he's all watching. But um, yeah. So uh, that was at least one of our shows for today. Um, so we're gonna let you do your outros. I know you got a lot of out. We got a got a lot of people to shout out. Oh, man, no, I don't, man. I don't have a lot of people shout out, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, man. Hey, listen, man. You know what I'm saying? Listen, man. Look, man. Sig you, Sig you Battle League, man. You know, uh, all of the branches under that. Sig you, TC, Push Your Pen, NOC, Padding Room. Um, Beer God. True Lyrics, the Beer God. I, you know what I'm saying? Some people know me as Earl Johnson. I, like, I feel like I cannot shake and run away from the name Lyrical Live. No, I'm going to be fucking 90 years old. I'm like, yeah, Lyrical Live right there. Back in the day, used to rap. Like, yeah. can't get away from that shit. That's but um, it, it is what it is, man. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it is what it is. Salute to my man, Rich C. Man, hall too. He gave me that name. Um, yo, shout out to Rich yeah. C. Rich yeah. heavy. Like, I don't yeah, know. Man. I don't even personally know him, but I feel like I do. Yo, so yo, we just did, we just did a track. Me, Rich C, and my man, man Ock Millie, man. We got yeah, a, yeah, we got yeah, we got yeah. we got a dude. Ock Millie produced the track. We got no, nah, he didn't produce the track. Me and him working on a project. Well, we were working on a project, so I don't know if we're gonna finish it. The live from the Ville joint. He's back. Else, He's in the studio. I see he working, man. Salute to him, man. We we was uh I think it was like four four tracks in and then his computer and shit got fucked up, so he lost the the, the beats or whatever. So we gotta we got what's the name man? We we we, we gonna we gonna we gonna finish that project. That's another thing I wanna do too. Like me and him got gotta gotta finish our project when we started we gotta finish it. He got that NPC. He's back yeah, I seen it, man. I seen man. Yeah. I, I seen he, he I'm working, telling all man. you business I I seen he working man. We gonna definitely link up and, and finish this live from the Ville project. Word. Okay. That'd so, be dope. Yeah. So uh we were your host. Uh-huh. Cool Kev. And I'm Big Dre. Make sure y'all look out for the uh, Subject Matter Podcast. Sig you, all the stuff that he just... It's too many names. Yeah, man. It's too many names. <laughs> too man. many names. Yeah, about, the opinion is about spreading love because, you know what I mean? Everybody got something going on. Fuck all that bullshit. Especially when you're drunk. I know. You come oh. to my house, you get my wife's name right. <laughs> Peace, bitches. Send some words of encouragement. Y'all stay focused. Y'all keep working hard. Believe in yourself. Prove everybody that doubts y'all wrong. Show up every day. Stay pure. Keep your heart pure. Stay motivated. Stay inspired. Show love to your people. From Nepal, 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 Nepal.